I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The legend of LeBron James. Well, winning in Boston, at least this year, has not happened in the postseason. And the Cavaliers are on the ropes in the Eastern Conference. We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I don't work for the NBA. I don't have to sit here and be Mr. Houseman. Uh, that was whew, that was some crummy, crappy Shoddy, inferior basketball. I like my offense. I need my offensive basketball. I didn't like that. I didn't like it. Uh, but you know, I guess they don't—they don't ask me these things. But uh, it was a, a miscalculation for both teams. The Celtics get the win. I assume you watched the game. Maybe not. Maybe you, you were doing something else, watching the hockey game. I don't know. Why would you do that? Uh, but the Celtics win ninety-six to eighty-three, and now are on the brink 
of eliminating LeBron. It is possible to have an NBA Finals without LeBron James. It can happen. We might live long enough to see it. We, it might actually happen. We'll find out. So what is the story here? Well, the, the story is the bad shooting. The, the Celtics won a game where they shot less than 37% in a playoff game. In an even-up playoff game, they shot less than 37% and still won. The starting backcourt for the Celtics took 30 shots. They made seven of them. The starting backcourt for a team that won in the playoffs. And it, you know, Cleveland, they played the way we thought they would play. A lot of turnovers, not many assists. The assist-to-turnover ratio, which has the great Bill Fitch, legendary NBA coach, look him up, Google him, told me years ago. You look at, he said, you look at the hustle stats and you look at the assist-to-turnover ratio. That's all you have to look at. The Cavaliers, you'll find out who won. Cavaliers were plus two. They had 15 turnovers, 17 assists. The Celtics, they turned the ball over eight times, and they had 18 assists. So neither team passed the ball as far as the assists are concerned all that much, but the Celtics were plus 10. The Cadavers were only plus two. Advantage to the Celtics, who were led by Jason Tatum, who had 24 points, and they win the game at home. They're 10-0 and at home. It's only happened a few times in NBA history where a team has been that dominant, uh, especially a team without the headliner. Right? And it, the This was a supposed to be a ragtag situation for the Boston Celtics. At the start of the playoffs, they uh, I, I actually was uh, – I remember being on the air the, the night that the news came down that Kyrie Irving was going to be out for the duration of the regular season in the playoffs, and the thinking was, well, they'll, they'll win a round, but they're not going to win two rounds – and now the idea that the Celtics can win three rounds and take down the almighty one, the all-powerful LeBron James, oh, man, that's something. And this is – you talk about a level of embarrassment. What should be a level of embarrassment here for LeBron James, right? This is the B squad of the Celtics. Right? These are unproven players, second-rate players, the collection. Now, they were drafted high, but – Pretty much everybody who starts in the NBA was drafted in the top 10 or so it seems uh, in, in the NBA. But, man, that's uh, that's quite the turn of events for the Boston Celtics in a couple of weeks. So what is the story here? What's the storyline? Because you can't have LeBron lose. LeBron's the mythical character. He cannot lose. He put up numbers. If you look at LeBron's performance in this game, you'll say, well, he wasn't bad. Right, if you didn't watch the game up close, you'll say, well, he had 26 points, he had 10 rebounds, he had a few assists there. Uh, you know, it wasn't a bad performance. wasn't great. We've seen better LeBron performances, but it wasn't bad. And I would push back on that by saying that it wasn't nearly, nearly what was required. And you knew what was required, and he could not provide what was required. And so what has happened now, many of the mainstream basketball media have put it upon themselves – to cover the legend of LeBron James, right? It was determined we've got to have a story. This is like a a broken, you know, back in the old days we said broken record, but it's not broken record. It's it's like you go on a, uh, a website and that pop-up video keeps replaying over and over. That's what's going on in the NBA playoffs because the narrative is, well, LeBron is tired. LeBron is worn out, right? That's the, the narrative. And uh, let's uh, – actually, I think we have Ty Lue here – uh, Ty Lue, the Cavaliers, quote, coach, unquote, 
uh, who gets credited with being the coach, but we don't think he does all that much. Here's Ty Lue. Uh, you'll hear, I believe, the question and the issue of LeBron. Did LeBron look tired to you? And especially, you know, did you think he looked tired Please at all? Please say yes. He looked a little tired to me. Oh! Yes. No concerns. <laughs> Got to be ready to play now. No oh. concerns. Oh, no concerns. But he did look tired. Yeah. Oh, no concern. But he did look tired. That reporter was so excited. She was so happy when he said that because I got my story, right? She'd already probably written the story. Right? She said, I got, I got my story. My narrative is LeBron's tired. I'm going to run with that. I've already written the story. I just need a quote. There's the quote. Done. Plug in the quote. Hit send. I'm going out and having a beer. That's how it works. All right? That's how it works. Uh, anyway, uh, here's more from uh, Ty Liu, the Cavalier coach who, again, de facto coach, I guess. Uh, he says... Uh, this is not exactly the way the script was supposed to go. We didn't play well. I didn't expect this. You know, I thought we would play better, you know, but we didn't. We didn't play well, so now we got to go home, win game six, and come back here for game seven. So, kind of knew that. We didn't need you to tell us that. We kind of knew that's the scenario. That's not, a, you're not exactly telling us. It's not trigonometry. This is not new information here. It's not a state secret. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Please. All right, uh, here's my, let's, go to, let's go to LeBron here. Because, again, this is the story, right? The media's decided LeBron, he's in his 15th season, he's 33 years old, and this is, oh, my God, poor LeBron. This is, this is it. This is your storyline for, for Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, here is uh, LeBron and uh, the issue of, again, being worn out. Uh, I'm going to have my moments, but I think everybody at this point is tired or worn down or whatever the case may be, but you know, still trying to make plays to help our team win, put us in position to win. And uh, we had moments, we had an opportunity, but we didn't, um, we didn't make enough plays. Cleveland! <laughs> you know what this is? This is what we call low-hanging fruit, right? This is low-hanging fruit. And if you enjoyed yesterday's monologue about Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors and all that nonsense, um, just pretty much welcome to part two. Welcome to part two. So the question is this. Let's discuss it. You heard Ty Lue. He was asked a leading question. He took the bait. LeBron was asked a question. He took the bait as well to a point. Uh, what do you make of the LeBron James narrative that he's tired? And really what the reporters are getting at here is do you have empathy for LeBron James? They want you to have empathy. You're a bad person if you don't have empathy. What kind of – how your parents didn't raise you right. What's wrong with you? I didn't go to college, sorry. All right, here are my thoughts on this. I've got an extra dose of embellishment, the million-dollar body, and a no-lose situation. All right? I got all those things, and we'll mix them together. Now, number one – this is obviously a case where a lot of people have forgotten about critical thinking. I watched the game, and maybe my television's better than yours, but as a neutral party in this, here's what I saw. Extra helpings of embellishment from LeBron James. There was a point. Now, LeBron used a lot of energy. He's a professional basketball player. Again, we point out this is not donkey work. Right? You're playing basketball. There's a lot worse things you can be doing. We all agree on that. LeBron would agree on that. Right? LeBron would agree on that. But what happened here is things weren't going well. LeBron knows the camera is always on him. At any moment, the camera's on him. He's the story. He's the star. 
And so what does LeBron do? He plays to the cameras. He exaggerates. He embellishes. He amplifies. Because he knows there's a lot of dumb people in the sports media. And these idiots, they'll see these antics and they will run with it. It's so absurd. It's so absurd here at this point. Idiot, you know what it is? It's scapegoat city is what it is. And it takes the trained eye of a professional to see this. And it's all of the surrogates. It's all of the, the fanboys in the media, the fanboys and the fangirls in the media. They're like, we're going to do the dirty work for LeBron. We're going to help him out. Open your eyes. You t- Tell me you didn't see that. He was embellishing what was going on here. LeBron James, to say that he was tired, it's overstating it. It's overstating it. I'm tired of it. Stop. The second thing here, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was a couple of months ago, a story came out. It was, I believe, from a podcast interview. Who the hell knows? There's 8 million podcasts. Nobody listens to most of them, except the Ben Maller podcast, which is on iTunes. Uh, Download it now. Subscribe. Five stars. We need that. So the story was uh, some toady of LeBron James, right? One of his underlings, probably a high school buddy, you know, riding those coattails of LeBron. And so he said, hey, LeBron, I think the number was a million dollars a year that LeBron James spends on his body. So now we're supposed to feel sorry for him that he's a weakling. Like, that's the narrative, right? The narrative is from the brown nosers and the lap dogs and the back scratchers and all these people. The narrative is, well, you know, he's you know, he's he's worn out. The man's fatigued. You know, just can't handle it. This is where I repeat, and I know the bootlickers don't like this. I know this doesn't fit the narrative. That is not a reasonable excuse. And I would like to again commend Steph Curry. Steph Curry was asked yesterday a question because Steve Kerr, to his demise, the Warriors coach said that this, you know, his team ran out of gas. And Steph Curry properly said that is not an excuse. And he's correct. That is not a reasonable excuse. Enough, enough with this. The whole, the fatigue thing, it is supposed to be a level of discomfort. I, I know we, we live in a world now where no one can feel any pain. There can be no misery in athletic competition. I get that. And there's a, a bit of paranoia around all of that. We have to be extra careful and extra cautious, and I get all of those things. I've seen the same things that you've seen. I know. But that's the way that it works, right? That's the way that it works. It's supposedly going to be an uphill battle. You've got to separate the lightweights from the heavyweights. And I know that's wrong, right, because it involves you know, test of toughness and you know who's more macho. I get it. People don't like that. But that's how it's, it, it's supposed to be, right? And so if LeBron's tired, you know, run more laps. Fire your trainer. Spend $2 million in your body. It's not working. I don't want to see a million idiots who are fanboys in the media writing these stories that are defending LeBron James, the champions of LeBron James, their hero writing in like a knight in shining armor to write some blog post two people are going to read to defend LeBron James. It's ridiculous. And the final point on this, it is a no-lose situation. 
It's a no-lose situation. Now, what does that mean for LeBron? What it means is if the the Cavaliers lose, what's the narrative going to be? The narrative is going to be it's not LeBron James' fault. It's not. It's these stiffs, these zombies that are dressed as NBA players, these two-bit bums that he's surrounded around. Of course, that to, to, to follow that line of thinking, you have to overlook the fact that LeBron signed off on all of these transactions, right? He has final say on all this. And if you don't think he does, you're an idiot. So he put this team together. So it's his team, right? But he's not going to be blamed for that. It's going to be the other players that are blamed. Now, if LeBron wins, woo, man, stay off the internet because that, you think about Godzilla, King Kong, Hercules, Frankenstein, all of those iconic figures uh, of mythical nature, right? Captain America. <laughs> uh, the, it, that's what LeBron's going to be compared to. Uh, Adonis, Paul Bunyan, who else? I mean, we just start throwing them all out there. Conan the Barbarian. <sighs> be no end. If he were to win a Game 7 in Boston, oh, my God, the hallowed history of the Celtics. Just nauseating. So it's a no-lose situation because if he loses, he'll be protected. There'll be a shield around him, and if it goes the other way, you know how it's going to go. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. You want to comment on any of that, it is all fair game. The number 877-99 on Fox, 877-9966-369. We say hello to the Gascan. Gascon. This is David Gascon from the LAPD. There he is right there. He's a TV star. We used to call him Gagon, but we don't call him that anymore. We got yeah, offended you, by can, that. Can you pronounce my last name right? I don't need to pronounce you. Yes, you're you a do. fill-in. You're a PR. No, 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 I don't need no, no, to pronounce no, your no, name no, properly. No, no, no. You called, mean nothing. You're below a, me. It's a closer. What? 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 We, I can't below see you? you. You're just a voice in my head. I, wow. I can't see you. You dress well, like a homeless guy. You're a bum. Wow. But I love you. Listen, I'm not going to let you uh, emasculate me. I know you you kind of have your way with other update anchors here. <laughs> not, I do not. I do are, not. That is that is erroneous. That is BS. No, I do not. Those are on the podcast. No, if no. If you want to listen to those no, at no, no, That's irresponsible It's a podcast that not a lot of people listen no, to. No, shut up. That's the number that. one podcast for an overnight radio show on Fox. Well, you do fairly well against some of the other talent on. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see that? You want to you name names? Go ahead. Name names. Start, uh, start from the top. Well. Danny G. radio has got a podcast on there. He and, does. Uh, he Danny does. G's got a podcast. Yeah. What does support your teammates? Yeah. Listen, you should be happy got, that I I'm here. I thought you stopped doing that. I thought you didn't. I thought you you, you didn't do that podcast. It's during more. football season. Oh. Oh, it's only during yeah. football season. Oh, so it's a little dormant right now. Yeah. Are you are you some kind of fanboy? Uh, Gascon? No, no, but yeah. I do support the people I work with here. So unlike, oh, you're uh, a team player. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I don't want to yeah. say a team player, but I do support yeah. anything that uh, my teammates do. That's do, a lot. So. Yeah. That's, Listen, uh, you should tell the audience that when you saw me walk into the studio, you had this big, fat smile no, on your no, face. No, no, yes, no, you're like, no, what are you no. doing here in this production meeting? I am not used to this. Well, look, full, <laughs> full disclosure. Well, well, tell, Danny, tell yeah. Gascon what we had just talked about prior <laughs> to uh, your arrival. Ben told me, um, can you have a talk with him so that he's not coming in here every single, co- you know, every single yeah. time we pause for the call? <laughs> and I told Ben, I said, here's what you do. Come to me and Coop, and then I'll tell I'll tell our friend, just wave at us when you want to interject something. Because I told Ben, he, he always wants to move the conversation forward. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there were times where Ralph would just, you know, be in neutral. And 
Yeah, and I, I, yeah. You know, Dan, we were trying. He was trying to talk me off the cliff. You know, so yeah. I said, "Be nice to Ralph." I was like, is, but, are, they, "Are these unreasonable expectations?" You know, I can I can have my my safe space. Is that unreasonable? For you that? should be happy. You got yeah. your staff interacting with you. What the hell's wrong with you, man? See, the thing is, Gagon's good with this kind of radio, whereas Ralph is good at just the reporting, the updates. The so, news? You're trying to say I'm not good at the reporting? No, no, no you that, suck at the updates. What the hell? What? You're terrible at the updates. But you're should good. we do something at the bottom of the hour where you kind of compete between? Uh, what? Between reports, we could do that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I am a, I'm a legendary newsman. I'm a news hound. Are you? That's what I am. Yes, absolutely. The Royals having their problems on the road. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> you know, you make one mistake thirty years ago, and yeah. you still have to live it's with that. Not like we keep reliving it. No. Royals <laughs> having their problems on the <laughs> yeah, road. Yeah. I'm yeah. Ben Malik. Yeah, I'm just yeah. happy that voice has matured a little bit since uh, your twenties. Wow. What? Why do you sound kind of like Ilo? You should be like that. It is kind of like Ilo. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I actually parted change, hair. No, I change the up. updates. I don't do the same one over and over again. How dare you? I don't do that either. Yeah. Games of note, but. Yeah, that's my intellectual property. You're not allowed to play that anymore, okay? <laughs> you can't. I'm banning that. How dare you? At least you're in a good mood tonight. I was an innovator. When I when I did that, I was it was innovation is what I did mm. with that. No one else did that. Anyone? You think anyone else made that kind of mistake? No. It was the 60s. What do you expect? Wow. Look at you. Yeah, how many sound yeah. bites are you going to put in your bottom of the hour update, Gascon? <laughs> I'm not on the clock on that one. It's a little bit different. No, you're not. No. You're not anymore. We don't call them updates. All right. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. That's so 1980s and 90s radio, 2000s. What's wrong? We're in the 2010s, and we're almost in the 2020s. you got to move with the times. All right, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. If management's listening, the reason we butchered the clock, I've got two words for you. David Gascon. Those are the words. David Gascon. I have plausible deniability. David Gascon. All right, are you speaking Portuguese? We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown that you get even more out of the Ben Meller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night. I urge you to follow Big Ben on Twitter, at Ben Maller. You can also follow our executive producer, Justin Cooper. He's at UH Bronco Fan. Our technical director, Danny G. He's at Danny G Radio. And then you can also follow me. I am at David J. Gascon. And now here he is. Let me say this. I'm going to go on record right now. If the Rams lose that game, Mike March should be fired. Big Ben Maller. Oh, okay. So when I started in radio, I was eight years old. I sounded different, okay? Who the hell cares? No one cares about old audio. The great thing about radio, it's a medium about now. No one goes back and listens to old radio shows from years ago. Yeah. They'll watch old TV shows, but they won't. That annoys me. I wish we got paid royalties for old radio shows. Wouldn't that be cool? Like, if you went back and good, listened to... It's a good thing that we had a different boss way back then, Ben, because the boss we have right now actually has good taste. How dare you. How dare I've loved all my bosses when they've been my bosses. You're fired. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, the guy that fired me, I didn't really like that much. But that, uh, you know, other than that, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty lucky. Got along with most of them. It's usually how that goes. Uh, so, yeah, we've been talking about LeBron James. Now, my position here, the, the mainstream basketball media seems convinced that LeBron is worn out. He's tired. He's fatigued. He's exhausted. Here's my position. He embellished, right? Yeah, I agree. He's tired. All play. Uh, here's what I say: All players are worn out a little bit. It's the end of the year, right? End of the year. You've been doing this for a long time. You know, you're you're kind of just kind of. Eh. You got to push up the mountain, carry that water to the top of the mountain. However, LeBron knew that he they weren't winning that game. 
the Lord and all his disciples were not going to help the, the Cavaliers win that particular game against the Celtics. And so what LeBron did, knowing the camera's always on him, that red light's always on him, he played it up. He had the body language going. He knew what he was doing. He absolutely knew what he was doing. Uh, he's been around. He knows it's a TV show, and he knows that he's one of the big stars and the biggest star of them all. And so he played it up. That's what he did. All right, let's see here. Uh, Jeff says, Ben, it was those pesky 82-game regular seasons, uh, or 82-game regular season that's at fault. Uh, MJ would have kicked exhaustion's arse. Yeah, I like how he said arse instead of ass. I like that. Because yeah, we've got to clean the language up. It's very important. Words matter. They matter. They matter to me. Laurel. <laughs> yes. Uh, Justin said, who's more tired, uh, LeBron carrying the Cavaliers or you carrying uh, the uh, the Maller show? Hashtag Marconi. Yeah. Do they give out Marconi? I think Marconi's only – well, no, they don't – 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Well, yeah, yeah you're, yeah, you're not in the right time slot. Yeah. you got to be on 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's when you win those awards. Anything after that, you don't win bupkis. Yeah, you do not. Sports Emmy, too, if we uh, put you on Periscope. Yeah, well, of course. We should win an internet award. You know, I, I had a – back when I ran my website back in the early days, the old west of the internet, it was benmaller.com, and I was up for several internet awards. I had a lot of accolades for that website. Number one. Uh, 20 years in radio, nothing. <laughs> ran a website for 10 years, bunch of uh, bunch of crap, but uh, that was – that was how life goes. All right, anyway, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Do you speak Portuguese? We'll get to that. Bunch of phone calls as well. People want to yap about LeBron James as we hang out here at the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What's that? Where are we? We're, we're at Fox. That's where we are. Geico time. Oh, that's right, yes. Car insurance made easy. 15 minutes of your time saves you more and more. 15% more. <laughs> So we don't, we're good then. We're good for the rest of the hour, yes? Yes, that counts as five Geico mentions. Oh, man. I hope she knows, our friend Rachel, how much that's going to be played. Do you pay her for that? Yes, gone. You should pay her for that. Yes, gone. It's a we sexier it, voice than oh, yours. That's we do an overnight radio show. All these callers are paid. You know that. Right? They're all characters. That's They're true. all paid. Scripted radio yes. for four hours. That's what we do. We have big budget. And everyone gets paid. It's like a morning zoo show. You get a buck, you get a buck. That guy Chris in Houston's making like fifty grand right now. <laughs> what? He's, he's killing it. Yeah, he's killing it. For some reason, he keeps working at the supermarket. I don't know why. He's making all this money. All right, let's get the latest now from our man Gagon, David Guest. Betty Eastern Conference Finals continue with the home team getting it done again. Shot clock winding down. Kick out. How fitting would this be if Tatum can finish with a splash? And he does. Celtics Radio Network, Jason Tatum had 24 points, 7 to 15 from the field. Boston had five players in double-digit scoring, and the Cavaliers only had two. Boston wins it 96 to 83. They lead the Eastern Conference Finals three games to two. Boston has won all 10 games on home court. Meanwhile, in the National Hockey League. Who's that shot across to Ovechkin? He scores! He scores! The great eight has made it one! Nothing! 
Bang! Washington! Capitals Radio Network, they shut out the Tampa Bay Lightning in back-to-back games, this time in Game 7, 4-0. Braden Holtby has a shutout streak right now of 159 minutes and 27 seconds. Game number one of the Stanley Cup Final will be on Monday against the Vegas Golden Knights. It's the first time in Alexander Ovechkin's career that he's reached the Stanley Cup Final. That's pretty cool. Those are two of the original 30 teams. That's pretty neat. That's not even a good joke anymore. You're not the judge of comedy. Well, I mean. You're not. You're, 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 the rest of your crew's not even looking at you right now. They're not even listening. Well, that's, but that's not that's the true. point. Well, what? <laughs> yeah. That's not the point. Are you done? I guess now that I am, I well, mean, no, I you step wanna, all yeah. over it. I mean, it was trending, and all of a sudden you it's just. You sound like a Capitals fan, the way you were cheerleading for the Capitals. Well, I don't know if it's cheerleading for the Celtics, too, or what? Could, does that guy? I mean, me bring energy. Does that what, bother you that who, I bring energy to the board? Yeah, I'm not used to it. Who's the Who's the guy? Who's the uh, the play by play guy for the Cavs? He sounds like he's a WWE announcer. Who is that guy? That I, I like his energy, but I wonder if he's like that all the time. Oh, is he a cheerleader too, or what? Well, no, I, I like in mm. in regular life when his kid was born or something. Yeah. Like, oh, my kid's the greatest kid in the world. Or do you think he? Oh, we came from my loins. Like on a first date, do you think he raps to the girl like that at the dinner table? Yeah. God. Be like Hawk Harrelson. You think when they're in like bed and you know things go well? Oh yeah, that was the greatest. I lit the lamp. You know, no. I I just I don't. It was very emotional. Oh, that isn't funny. Not at all. How come Ovechkin gets all the credit, but he scored one goal right now? Using Mallard Math here. It was the game-winning goal, though. If you actually listen to that trending report. No, but the Russian guy scored two goals. What are you anti-Russian? Ovechkin's not Russian. No, but the the other Russian. Why do you call him that Russian guy? Well, I don't Burakowski? know. Racist. Burakowski scored two goals, yeah, for the Capitals. Yeah, why didn't you mention him? Well, because he wasn't really a, a factor in the decision of the game. They scored two goals. They in scored a game four goals. Seven. They scored four yeah, goals. One was an he empty netter. Two. That doesn't count. The empty netter. I know <laughs> hockey. You're laughing. I know hockey. I, I am laughing because yeah. Ovechkin's goal was the game winning goal, just 62 seconds into the first. I period. would argue that. The reason that Tampa Bay curled up and turtled up was because of those other two goals. If they're down one nothing, they're fighting to the end and all that. When you're down three nothing, well, that's uh, that's a much different scenario. Three three goal leads the worst lead in hockey, they say. Oh yeah, it really killed the Capitals. They were really screwed by that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's the Ben Maller Show. We're hanging out here at the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit. Geico.com. So in the lead-up to the Celtics game, LeBron at the shoot-around was spotted reading a book, a real – did you see this? He was reading a book at the the Cavaliers shoot-around. And so there was this full investigation from Internet sleuths trying to figure out what was the book. And it turned out that I've – I've never heard of this book, but you know, I read sports stuff. The Alchemist, have you heard of that? You've uh, you've heard of this? This is uh, yeah. Why do you say it like that? Like you like oh you should know it. Well, no, I mean I've I've read it. I actually have it on a. You have read it? Yeah, I have it on an audio book too. So, Jeremy well, Irons actually really, narrates it. That's cheating though. Why is it cheating? If you listen to an audio book, it's cheating. We you don't spend get like ninety five minutes in traffic every day when we come to work. Yeah, man. we have a thing called a radio. You can listen to that. You don't need to listen to an audio book. But what happens when you're covered up on AM five seventy LA Sports? You go to the iHeartRadio app. All right, there you go. So Bam, it's not really radio. Done. It's more like satellite. It is radio. Oh. It's new radio. Sat- you want a satellite radio if you want. Hmm. We're on there. Way we- to support our industry, yeah. Gascon. Way to support the network. 
the hell? I just did. Turncoat? What? What? Yeah. Anyway, so the, uh, this book, it was originally written in Portuguese, and it's uh, been translated into 70 languages around the world. I read, uh, I've not read the book, but I, I watched the video of LeBron. I think he was fake reading. I think LeBron wasn't actually reading. I think LeBron did this for the camera. He knew the camera was on him at shoot-around also. Have you seen the clip of LeBron reading? It didn't look to me like he was actually reading. I can tell when someone's reading. He wasn't reading. He was looking at the page, but he was not reading. So I wish somebody had asked LeBron, hey, what, what, what part of that book are you reading? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Alchemist, can you tell us a little bit about that book? We know another book he didn't read. Or a movie. That's right, The Godfather. Hardest question. LeBron's been a professional athlete 15 years. He's been in the spotlight since he was in high school. The hardest question he ever was asked was specifics about The Godfather. (laughs) He was completely flummoxed. LeBron, it was the hardest thing. I was like, oh, my God. He got so upset. Remember that? Oh, that was one of the highlights. of the, That and when LeBron got all cramped up because it was too hot at the arena in San Antonio. Those are two of my favorite LeBron moments with a wink and a nod to Delonte West. Uh, and, uh, you know, whatever might or might not have happened there, that urban legend on the Internet, which I totally believe. Totally believe that. All right, to the phones we go. Tony is in. Chicago, and he is up first here on the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Hello, Tony. Yeah, how you guys doing? First of all, I got to say, I am a huge LeBron James player. Uh, I do respect the player. I think we'll never see another player like him again. I'm going to have to step in here really quick. All right, hold on. Tony, what kind of heavy machinery is going on behind you? Too much ambient noise. All right. Guys. Uh, now he's in the bathroom, so we're good. He's taking a dump. <laughs> yeah. All right, very good. Exactly. You guys are on point. But anyway, listen, I'm a huge LeBron fan. But uh, hold on, same- wait. T- Tony, I'll give you an extra two minutes if you can flush the toilet right now. Go ahead, flush it. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. The, 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 hey, the, hey, this is the first time I ever listened to the station. So you guys off the chain. All right. <laughs> you, got, you got two minutes. Man. Preach about LeBron. Go he ahead. He loves the show so much he took us to the restroom with him. Yeah, we're, we're this is very personal. We're in the bathroom with this guy. All right, go ahead. So anyway, so LeBron James, I love the guy. We'll never see another player like him again, but the guy is so frustrating to me. This guy spends so much time and effort trying to control what people think about him. It's insane. I mean, I'm watching the game, and I'm saying, this dude is totally trying to control the narrative today. Look, he really isn't putting forth effort. And he's going to try to put it off that he's tired. This dude is exaggerating the face grabs, the yawns, putting his head down. All oh, this is ridiculous. You know, that, that, Tony, that's a great point. He does oh, it a lot of It's a lot of noise. But no, no, Tom, but no, you, you're right. On. We, you weren't. I guess this is the first time you heard the show. But yesterday we talked about the fact there was a story that came out. You might have seen it. Maybe you didn't. That LeBron was the slow, the slowest player in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the, the second slowest player in overall in, like, the NBA playoffs uh, and, and that he was only going to, like, 3.6 miles an hour, that is a brilliant point. The, the correlation is that story came out and LeBron, the very next ga- day, has the body language like he's on a deathbed while he's playing. Yeah. 
is outrageous, this dude's. I mean, if this is why he has to have a killer on his team. This is why I like Kyrie Irving, because a guy who goes out and says flat earth doesn't give a damn what anyone thinks, right? <laughs> That's you got to have a guy yeah. like, on that, like that on your team. Yeah. And he ran them off. All right, listen, what kind of work do you do there, Tony? What kind of work? Uh, yeah, well, I'm a truck driver, but I also work on the dock. Oh, you're, so on, the, on, the, you're on the dock. Look at you. Yeah. Man. All right, well, Tony, I'm glad you, you found us. You sound like a, one of our kind of callers. So yeah. we're here five nights a week, Tony. You, you, you're good. I'm going to give you a golden ticket. I love you. flushed the toilet. A lot of guys wouldn't have done that. So you, gotta, you don't even know what that means. But You guys are off the chain. All right, buddy. All right. You stay, stay on the line. We'll yeah, explain yeah. what the golden ticket Coop, is explain to you. explain off the air to and, Tony what the golden ticket is. And make sure you wash your hands. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so it's so obvious that when somebody walks into the bathroom, the sound, right? The sound, the high ceiling, the the concrete floor, the tile floor, the the sound you make there. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. And see, like I said, I'm a LeBron James fan, but now here's the deal. I'm a LeBron James fan, but this is the way it goes. All right, time now for the Who Am I game. It's where we pretend to be somebody else, thus the Who Am I game. Now, Jason Tatum became the sixth rookie in NBA history to score 300 or more points in a single postseason. Uh, did it tonight. I am the last player to reach 300 points as a rookie in a single postseason. Again, Jason Tatum did it in the game that was played a few hours ago. He became the sixth rookie in NBA history to score 300-plus points in a single postseason. I am the last player to reach 300 points in a single postseason. Who am I? The answer next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Malicious Springboard on the social network. At Ben Maller Show is on Facebook. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and much, much more. Now for more knowledge and wisdom from Big Ben, here he is. I used to play with guys when I was a kid. All right, here's the Who Am I game. I – this is big. This is massive. In honor of Jason Tatum, right? Jason Tatum did his thing here. Uh, Jason Tatum, the sixth rookie in NBA history to score 300 points in a single postseason. I am the last player to reach 300 points uh, in a single postseason postseason who am i that is the question what's the answer captain cliche is going with kareem abdul jabbar ernie in michigan genghis khan as his answer ivinson from the quickie mart in orlando says drew carey he says then happy happy birthday old man drew carey's 60 is that right about that man man does he still host uh that game show that he replaced bob Barker? does he still do that yep What's the game show called? Price is Right? Is that it? Yeah, Price is Right. I haven't watched it since. I loved Bob Barker and that little needle microphone that he had. I thought that was so cool. Does anyone else use the needle microphone? Does anyone else use that in media? It's retired now. It's retired. we got to bring back the needle microphone. A Patrick Ewing guest by the New York Bozo. Frank in L.A. went with Mr. Clean. Coco Beware from Polly D. Let's see. Can't read that on the air. Steve Urkel from Eric. Robin Vegas is going with Lisa. I don't know. Oh, Miss Lisa from wrestling, probably. Sam Cassell gets by. Weedman's wife. No, no, I, I'm sure he's a wrestling fan, Rob. I'm sure he meant. Uh, I'm sure he meant Miss Lisa, the old wrestling manager. Jason Seahorn from Rob in Minnesota. 
Gascon, do you have an answer, Gascon? I do. Is it Grandmama, Larry Johnson? Grandmama. No, that is incorrect. But it is someone that has been answered from time to time over the years. <laughs> Jack Sigma. You got to go all the way back to the 1978 postseason. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's a white guy with like a mullet. Do you have uh, like a curly-haired Yeah, curly-haired mullet. And he was uh, just a shot these little baby jump shots. But Jack Sikma, seven foot tall, played with the Sonics. They lost. This is how great it was. The Sonics existed, and they lost to a team called the Bullets. And nobody, who? nobody cared about that. Yeah, I know. It was back. Oh, the, the outrage. Uh, that was in the NBA Finals in 1978. But Jack Sikma is the answer. And they played. Jackass. Well, they, no, no, Jack Sikma, not Jackass. They played fewer games back then. See, they played fewer games back then. So it was more impressive that he did it. But. Before that, you got to go like 1976 to find someone. You know, I don't really want to go back that far. I'm not. I'm not interested in going back that far. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Hey, hey Ben, I, f- yes. I found. I went through the archives. I found a a, a little gem for you. Okay. What, 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 do you, what do you have? Which is the the scene oh. or, or the moment or the phrase or the quote you like more from the movie? Oh, from The Godfather. Uh, um, it's. Too many different phrases uh, and too many different lines in that movie to just uh, categorize one. But which is the one which inspires you, represents you more? I mean, each movie is nine hours long. I mean, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I, mean, so many. I don't know. I'll let you pick one and I'll roll with it. It's, it's a great trilogy. <laughs> well, doesn't everyone agree? The, the line, I'll make you, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse, right? That's one of the great lines in, in movie history, in cinema history. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know the family wanted to make him sleep with the fishes after they heard that. That's another one, right? Revenge is a dish that tastes best when served cold. They're all those from The Godfather. Couldn't name one. The media really dropped the ball. They should have asked LeBron a question about the... The book that he's currently reading, the uh, the Alchemist. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Time now for yeah, you know what it's time for the MLB Pick'em. We gotta go quick. Who's going first? That would be Danny G Radio. Yeah, Why yeah. you say his name? What's <laughs> up with that? The Wookie. Because he, he doesn't make a big uh, performance uh-huh, about uh-huh. it. Uh huh. Wo- All right. The Wookie Mookie Betts. Oh, I see what you did there. All right. Oh, I'm going second. Uh, I will take J.D. Martinez of the first place Red Sox. Gascon. Freddie Galvis. Freddie Galvis. Terrible pick now on my board. Koopa Loop. I will go with uh, Andrew Benintendi. All right. And, and one more. Andrelton Simmons. Oh, he's been playing better lately. What about you, Gascon? Eric Hosmer. Hosmer's gone. Uh, I'm going to go with... Manny Machado, Danny G, back to back. George Springer, one more, and Francisco Lindor. Scooter Jeanette for the win from my Cincinnati Reds. Gascon, Christian Villanueva. Coop, I'll go with Jose Ramirez. We got it in. We beat the buzzer there. We. All right, real quick. How many NBA teams passed over Jason Tatum in the draft? Not one. Two, two teams, the 76ers and the Lakers, both didn't think enough of Jason Tatum to take him with the number one pick, and he's a win away from leading a team to the NBA Finals as the alpha dog in the playoffs. Welcome in the beginning. 
of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I can serenade you with all kinds of wonderful numbers about Jason Tatum, the Celtics, in a lackluster game. Didn't have a lot of the wow factor. We did have a dust-up, though. We had Larry Nance Jr., who was offended by the staring prowess of Marcus Morris. I've determined that all great Celtic teams must have an agitator. And Marcus Morris is taking the baton from, in the olden days, it was like Danny Ainge, who's now the GM. Uh, the last Celtic team that won, uh, who, who was it? The, uh, the forward. He's still around. He's playing with Cleveland now. The power forward, the agitator. You know what I'm thinking of? You guys are no help. The annoying, in-your-face, uh, trash-talking. Yeah, yeah. Kendrick Perkins. Right? What, am I correct on that? Is there somebody else from that Celtic team, the last one that won when they beat the Lakers and then lost the next year? Is there? I'm going to go with Kendrick Perkins. This Celtic team, maybe Baines, but not. I, I got to go with Morris. Because Morris, he's... He's doing the, the last two home games. He's been all about it, man. He had the, the whole barking like a dog thing, and he had this. Uh, if you didn't see the game, uh, he made a, a fine play with Larry Nance Jr. and then stood over the the rotting corpse of Larry Nance Jr. and proceeded to uh, say the magic word, and that led to a classic NBA dust up where nothing actually happened. But uh, get back to the point, please. I will right, we'll get back to the point. So Jason Tatum. With those big stats, the Celtics win by 13. And you add these points on. Tatum has now scored the fourth most points by a rookie in postseason history. He needs 41 more points to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar slash Lou Alcindor for the most ever by a rookie. He's going to get the, he's good this is going to be the greatest rookie postseason in the history of professional basketball. Jason Tatum, all that talk about who's going to be the rookie of the year is it going to be Donovan Mitchell is it going to be Ben Simmons? Well, Ben Simmons is not a rookie. And while all that was going on, Jason Tatum here, I know it's different, it's not the regular season. I get all that. I've heard all the arguments. But Tatum has been Magnificent. This has been a masterpiece of a postseason for Jason Tatum. But you're you're very close to the finish line. You gotta get there. You you, you got the other guys in the ropes. You gotta get there and you gotta get through LeBron, who was ham and egging it. My man LeBron. Yes, he was. He knew that camera was on him and he wanted all that attention. He said, you know what? You ask me a question, you dared ask me about me being a dog and being lazy and not hustling, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to put on a show. I'm I'm an actor. I've been in some crappy movies. I'm going to put on a show for you. I want to win an Academy Award for most pathetic body language at the end of an NBA playoff game. And sure enough, there he was. You would have thought he had run the New York Marathon, the way, the way that he was uh, acting at the end of that. And a lot of dumb people who work in the media, they saw that and they ran with it. Oh, we got a story. We got a story. We got a story. All right, but the story here is Jason Tatum. Let's hear from the winning locker room 
And I, we might need the Romo music. Brad Stevens is going to butter the biscuits, the Celtics coach, buttering the biscuits of one Jason Tatum. Jason was ready to deal with everything that comes with this because of who he is and, you know, his family and, and all and his coaches before um, because he he's a very emotionally steady, smart player that was going to perform at a high level above his age, I think. Wouldn't you like your boss to say that about you? Wouldn't you? Come on. Who wouldn't like that? That's heartfelt, sincere gibberish. Enthusiastic, passionate love is what that's. Coach player love is what that is. Man. Here's Jason Tatum uh, in his own words, right? In his own words. And, uh, Jason, you probably don't like these playoff games and the pressure. You you hate them. Yes, you feel uh, compromised. Is that correct? I mean, I just enjoy, you know, playing in the, in the big moments, oh, okay. uh, right. in the big games. I was wrong. I think that's when I have the most fun, sure. you know, when things are on the line. And, you know, a lot of guys stepped up tonight. I mean, I can't say it enough with one win away from going to the finals. So you're telling me you don't enjoy the back-to-back when you're playing, like, Brooklyn on a Wednesday night after you've flown in from Toronto? You don't – okay. You don't find that much fun? Right, here, here's one more from Jason Tatum, and uh, this is on the overall experience – of the postseason? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've just been enjoying it, uh, the level of play, the atmosphere. You know, playoffs bring you know the best out of people and out of players. Hopefully, keep it going. Okay. Quite the soundbite. Man, oh, man. A lot of enthusiasm. All right, so here's the question. Let's discuss this. Here's where we are. We're, we're on the brink. We're at a crossroads moment in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not the reactionary type. I, I That's not how I am. I, uh, there, a lot of people say, well, the Celtics won this game, so they're going to win on Friday. Right? But we are at a, a critical point in the postseason. And so the question is, what is the confidence? Let's say you're a neutral party, like, like me, right? Uh, what is your confidence that this is going to end on Friday, that this will only be a six-game series that would require the Boston Celtics to go into Cleveland into the queue, and walk out of there with a win. I will go first. My level of confidence that the Celtics are going to win on Friday, I'm going 15%. Uh, I'm going, and, and I could go a lot lower. I think I'm going high at 15%. Uh, I, I have very little faith that the Celtics are going to play a good game on Friday. Uh, my thoughts on this, you've got Magic Beans, the marketing bonanza, and the floodgates. Right? First of all, there are two different versions of the Celtics, and in many respects, there's two different versions of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think the the clinical term is bipolar. I believe that would be that would be the term. Uh, the Celtics at home are now ten and zero. Only a handful of teams have been able to do that in NBA history. They have won games by a margin of eleven points a game. They're winning by almost eleven points a game. They're shooting 57%. The Celtics are shooting 57% at the Garden. That's the good. Those are, those are the magical beans that the Celtics have when they're in Boston. They go on the road. Eh. Celtics are 1-6. They lose by an average of 11 points a game. They shoot. Their true shooting percentage, whatever that means, is 51%. And it's, it's the opposite. In this series, it's been the opposite for Cleveland. There's been two guys that have put up any kind of numbers – in Boston, when the Cavs have been on the road, LeBron and Kevin Love and the other Cavalier players should have to pay their own way. They should have to take a Greyhound bus 
from uh, Boston back to Cleveland for their performance. The Cavaliers in the playoff games in Boston have shot 25%. 25%. The Cavs in Cleveland, I'm talking about from three-point range, the Cavs in Cleveland have shot 44%. This is a boom or bust situation. We talk about the flip-flop that takes place. That is the definition of flip-flop, and the game's have not even been close. The average margin of victory in this series is 18 points. 18 points in this series. So you're telling me that's going to change. Now, how does that change? The only way that changes, and the Celtics were to win on Friday, well, it would take them not to be panicked and freaked out and intimidated. That would They can't wet their diaper when they walk into the arena in Cleveland. That would be number one. And then number two, the Cavaliers are going to have to be complicit. Tristan Kardashian, George Hill, and J.R. Smith, those guys are going to have to have a kind of performance like they did in this game that was played in Game 5 in Boston. The second thing, which is a factor here, is that we are looking at a bonanza, a marketing bonanza. You're looking at a holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend, uh, Sunday night, Game 7, what could be a Waterloo moment in the career track of LeBron James, and that could be all. right? If it's a Game 7, it's in Boston, you've got the historic Celtics and the fact they've never lost a series when they've been up two games to love. You're talking about a Game 7 in their gym. All the advertising, the hype, the fanfare, the buildup, as much as you can get for a holiday weekend. So that's what's, what's on tap if – the Cavaliers went on Friday. And then the, the final point is when the Cavaliers lose, they're not winning the championship. So whether the Celtics beat them or they lose to, to the Warriors in the finals, uh, that's a different conversation. But ultimately they're going to lose. And so the floodgates will be open. If you're old enough to remember when LeBron left Cleveland the first time and that painful boys and girls club sit-down chit-chat with Jim Gray, where they small talked for three hours, and then finally Jim asked the question of where LeBron was going to play. Uh, think of this as the summer of LeBron 2.0, because the moment the Cavaliers are eliminated, the story is not going to be about the Celtics that night, say it happens on Sunday. The story is going to be about the Cavaliers. That's going to be the story, and we're off to the races, right? It's where's LeBron going to go. It's this two-bit insider is trying to one-up that two-bit insider. This guy heard something. This guy knows LeBron's barber's cousin's daughter who happens to know someone that used to work at LeBron's estate, and he knows something, and he told somebody else who then told a friend at the club, and then who? it got to this writer, and then he put it on a blog that three people read, and it got repeated through the echo chamber. Not so... Don't ask me to repeat that. Uh, but that that's the point. We're, listen, we're, we're, we're off to that kind of situation. So The Celtics are winning this series. They'll win in seven. They ain't winning on Friday night. We say hello in for our friend Eddie. Uh, we wish Eddie the best. We say hello to the one and only Gagon. That's Commander David Gascon from the Los Angeles Police Department. David uh, Gascon. You and Tom Brokaw hanging out back in the back in the day. Well, that's that's a negative. I wasn't uh, around at that time. Oh, you were. That's a lie. No, no, no. no. You're older than I am, man. What yeah, right. Well, around. if that's the case, I age really well, and you don't. That's not true. You're like that a homeless is... guy. You're walking around here with a backpack. You look that's like different. you're panhandling. That's different. I got uh, a laptop like I... in my bag. Uh, I get uh, 
blisters on my feet from working out. Uh, oh, really? So. You get oh, what a tough guy! You want the violin music? We can no, play no, no. I'm you. just uh, describing yeah. my day. You're you're kind of describing your, your how day. I look and how I walked on in. So <laughs> I mean, not everyone could show up to work in like some cargo shorts and a and a butchered hat. Looks rather stained from probably sitting on it with a carne asada burrito, uh, cut off shirt. Uh, it's pretty nice, Ben. I appreciate that. You don't need to talk about Tom Looney like that. No, 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 no. He's, like oh, oh, oh. He's got like a boxing shirt that he always wears that doesn't ever get washed. Tom Looney. A little bit different. The great thing about Tom Looney is if you've ever worked with him, if you ever get a job in radio and you work with Tom Looney, you can smell Looney before he's there. <laughs> and I don't mean that he says body odor. I just mean there's some kind of exotic fish food that he's eaten and he doesn't throw away the remnants of it so it smells disgusting yeah. or a dead banana that's just been like moldy yeah. from like weeks beyond weeks that's yeah. why we have lockers in in our studio yeah but he leaves the banana in the locker he does to rot and, and he's, decompose and he's got and a it, jar that looks like anthrax but it's really a protein powder from like three weeks ago that he usually yeah. brings in too. so happy i don't work with him anymore because he he would lecture me when did you guys work together oh i don't remember was, was it on the weekend time. no no i never no i don't want to I, I i've blocked that out i've gone i mean because i work on the weekend so i don't really see you here on the weekend, i don't, so I don't well know. i do work sundays yeah do you sunday, yeah I guess you don't hang around late at night, huh? No, no. I usually, You're a daytime guy? Yeah. I mean, that's typically yeah. where people uh, are listening to talk radio. Yeah, you I mean, know I love daytime radio, so I'm a big fan you of should. your work. Yeah. You when are you on? Uh, I'm on multiple shows. <laughs> what, 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 what's your name? Well, I mean. That's Commander David Gascon from the Los oh, Angeles Police that's, Department. That's, that's where I'm at. Listen, you should be happy when I'm on the show tonight. Wait, Gascon, you're not allowed to play drops if they say your name. Why not? Oh, no. Just what the hell? You do, too. It's a humble weird. brag. It's a douche move. Listen, Everyone no, knows no, no, that. No, no, no. I don't it's play, a, play I, douche no, no. Move. any drops. Danny G, Danny G puts what drop, his- uh, What drop G, do I play that says my name? I don't know, but you put drops I don't, I don't in, in our- Danny G jingle. In your show promos for the Ben Maller show, you put your- microphone throttler in there oh so. we all have sound bites yeah, yeah but you put that in read. for a show promo like nothing says more than look a show at me. promo yeah we don't no. have promos well we don't believe in it no. oh well we I don't mean, promote our show well i mean at least your producer does we're shocked that. that anyone <laughs> listens we're amazed that people actually listen to this crap me too it's amazing yeah huh. Especially when you're here. Why? It's horrible. This is the first time I've been on this show in like what, 18 yeah. months. There's a reason for that. Well, I mean, yeah, the big reason. Management is... heard the last time you were on, and they're like, never again. Oh, Never again. Wow, I'm sorry. Right? Do but, I stand back yeah. behind like Ralph and Eddie? Is Two that Two words, is? bargain basement, all right? When they hear you bargain. Oh, kind of thought we were friends. <laughs> no, we're not friends. No, 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 no. Shared, uh, yeah. shared dinner together on your birthday? Did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> no. I did go to dinner with you one time. We... we did in Pasadena. It was some. Was it a Japanese restaurant? Is it that was. what it was? Yeah. yeah. You had some sake. I had some water. It was uh, good times. What? I don't even remember what I. Oh, I had some kind of beef or something like that. Some barbecue beef or something like that. Was that what I had? Didn't sound like you enjoyed it. No, I hated that restaurant. It was terrible. <laughs> really? Yeah. Listen, I was just happy that you were actually out in the public. Actually, yeah, I don't leave my house very much. I know, I'm not, um, <laughs> I know not you someone don't. leaves my. Uh, I can tell. I'm an I'm a, you know, introvert, number one, uh, and I live about eight million miles away. You've been to my house, you know. Coop actually. I got invited up. once. That's why oh. I didn't get invited like the two years prior to that. Uh, on that's Christmas not true. Night. That's a lie. That's BS. That because is a lie. you texted me like at 12 a.m. You're like, "Yeah, come on over." I'm like, "I got to yeah. work in five well, hours." Well, I know you jerk. have no social life, so why would you not show up? But, well, I mean, you, know? you actually, you know, it's like that uh, person's kind of ugly. They get invited to a party. They show to the party. Are you trying to say I'm ugly? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just uh, saying I you're mean, like your that, wife you know? was trying to introduce me to a couple eligible women that were like 10, 15 years old. She was playing matchmaker. She was. Yeah. 
And you, of course, failed miserably in that. Uh, that's situation. true. <laughs> but listen, at least that was yeah. the only guy part of the show that yeah. was actually at your party. You can lead a horse to water, but <laughs> you, can't, uh, <laughs> you can't lead him. What are you talking about? We, Danny and I were both there. You guys were? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, Coop showed up for the first time in seven years. Coop showed up. Oh, man, his eyes yeah. were so glazed that night. Oh, both of them, yeah. They were yeah. both having a good time. Yeah. Dan, Dan G yeah. was next to the dip. Why do you talk about bedding like that? Just because I was sitting next to him on the couch. What are we doing, small talk radio? What are we doing here? <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Well, it's better than hearing you complain about another update anchor being here. So. I don't. Com- we don't have update anchors. Number oh, one, okay. Uh, trending That's anchors or trending or whatever. Scorekeepers, I- whatever they're called. Yeah. Barrel says what, I'm a would, DJ. I, what would you like us to refer to you as, David? <laughs> An annoyance. <laughs> Besides toadstool. Why do we not play the gag on drop more? We need to play that more. Uh, cause I, cause I know David doesn't like it that much. Oh, you're uh, I'm not really oh, that sensitive. Oh, he's a sensitive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not even the case. No, I mean. You know. Now we got to play it if you're sensitive like that. Now <laughs> it's we like I go into the carts and delete everything. I mean, yeah. <laughs> carts. That's a good That's a good modern reference, carts. Okay. Yes. And you're young. You're younger than me. Yes? Okay. All right. It matches our yeah. computers here. That's nice. All right. Uh, <laughs> Just so you know, those are like eight-track looking things we used yeah. to use right. at radio right. stations. Everyone shut up. Uh, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, and having a ball. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown that you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night. I urge you to follow Big Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can also follow myself. I am at David J. Gascon. And now here he is. You pay me $500,000, I'll endorse a gay magazine. Ben Maller. What's wrong with that? I'm a progressive. I don't see what's wrong with that. You don't even have to pay me that much anymore. My price has gone down. (laughs) Yeah, they call you liberal Benny. (laughs) That's right. I'm a limousine liberal, man. That's what I am, absolutely. Did you see in West Hollywood that they... they, uh, Stormy Daniels, a porn star, got a key to the city. Oh. <laughs> uh, only in California. How many other people did they pass over when they said, let's Dang, give one man. to Stormy Daniels? If she can get a day like that, we could definitely hook it up for you to have a day in Van Nuys, California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me, there's there's a couple things on my bucket list. Like I've been pretty lucky. I you know I've done some cool things in radio and stuff, and I've had food dishes named after me, which I'm very proud of, and I'm very excited about that. But if I could get either a Lego statue or like a uh, a day in a city, and I'm willing within reason to travel pretty much anywhere to have a, like a Ben Maller day in in a city, wouldn't that be cool? You did have one. No, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Remember in 2016 when no, you went to Bakersfield? No, 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 yeah, I don't yeah. remember that. That, that run-down dump. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, recall ben, that. Ben wasn't even with the commoners. He was under the cool zone. No, it looked it like cost I, me a job. It was too. so embarrassing. It was like I had wet my pants because the cool zone was dripping down in my crotch, and it was water because it didn't work like everything else in that ballpark. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's say hello. Oh, our friend Tammy in Montana is on the Ben Maller hey, show. Where are the Fox. white women at? Montana. Hello, Tammy. 
Hey, Ben, you really should be a little nicer to David because, like he stated, you did cost him his job. So, and, <laughs> no, no, I would, you know, <laughs> I would disagree. I would strongly disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, you know, you ran off Steve DeSager, and Ralph probably won't ever come back. You're going to run out of update, guys, so be a yeah. little nicer. No. But anyway, um, yes. so one thing for David, you know, since he does uh, listen to audiobooks, there is an erotica series. Gronking to remember, he should um, maybe listen to that on the way, <sighs> and then he'd be ready when he got home. No, so, no, and... not Tammy. Now, hold yeah. All right. See, that's the porn for women, but for men, they have these other things, these other websites that you can uh, go to and observe. <laughs> you can ram it all day and ram it all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I know, Ben. Yeah. I I know yeah. you've gone to the uh, the tune porn with, and you've watched um, the Simpsons. Yes, and, and, what uh, and the Flintstones. How about that? Let me tell you why. That's, yeah. that's uh, Barney Rubble. Let me tell you something. Wilma or Betty? Yeah. Well, like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, more hey. of a, more of a Wilma. More of a Wilma. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like the you like the gingers? Nice. Wow. Got it. Yeah. It's great getting porn. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, you made that happen. <laughs> you, how's that feel, Tammy? Your hard earned money helping a uh, drag queen. Watch porn. Watch porn. Yes. <laughs> I bet you never thought when you, you never thought when you were a little girl that you'd grow up to be an adult, and that would happen. Yeah, if you don't know, Tammy gifted Phylexis a, a tablet. Yeah, and Phylexis uh, is at a well, rehab center. We're in Troy, New York. Is that somewhere? I, I don't know. Some Medina. 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 Uh, close to Troy. Medina, New York. And Phylexis every Wait, can night. Can you say that on the air? Every night, Phylexis is fascinated. At counting how many toes he has, and then also like what city he's listening to, and then porn on the uh, tablet, all because of you, all because of now you. Ben. Yes, but the reason why I gifted him that tablet was so that he could listen to the show because it means that much to him, yes. and I want him to get out of that rehab. Center. We do. We want him to get out of there. We want him uh, to. He was going to move to Lexington, or she was going to. I don't know. She, he, whatever, was going to move to Lexington. So. But, and yeah. and you know porn is not bad. So I and, agree. Anyway, I, I'm, yeah, I'm all for porn, gambling. I'm all for it. Yes, drugs, you name it, booze. I'm all about it. Now one very, last very thing. liberal. Yes, what? <laughs> I I know uh, how you can get back at the crew, and it would make me laugh. I'm kind of in a somber mood um, tonight. Would you please do your nickname roll call? Well, listen, Tammy. I, I don't. Oh, Tammy, I'm not just a. Tra- dare you. Well, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a train seal. I don't just sit here. Effing time. No, I don't. Listen, geez. I don't just sit here and do that, Tammy, on demand. But you're a very nice woman. You're a friend of our show. You're a caller of the year. I'm going to stop a, letting you on the air. Multi Benny Award <laughs> winner you, over the years. Oh, and, and unlike past, Tammy, caller one of, of my years, favorites up until this very second. You've never. I love th- you, Danny. You've never threatened to sue me, Tammy. So I appreciate that. All right, here we go. Uh, I am known, among oh, other God. things, as the Baron of Baldur. Dash, Ben is the menace. Make it stop. Some have said, hey, your captain needs your... Our friend, that truck driver in Chicago, needs to know that I am the general of degenerates. Bring back the white women! The tycoon of tees. They've said I'm the master of disaster, the hustler. Who said that? Of filibuster. The night light of night life. The pummeler of producers. The manatee of insanity. It's not fair! I know. Give me my blankie! How dare you. The emissary of embellishment. The weak night windbag. The wizard of wacky. It's longer. It's bigger. The slayer of naysayers. The grand goober of gab. The tower of Babel. The only movement I do is bowel movement. Honest Adonis, one of my personal favorites. Nocturnal Colonel. Hey, Toadstool. The underdog of monologue. That's enough. And the holy pope of the slippery slope. Let me point out. It's only half of them. I got shows tw- over. I now. got twenty-one other nicknames. I want a camel. 
I got a camel. I did. Got a camel cake. I ate the camel right there. It was on the cake, the top of the cake. I ate the camel. All right, so uh, the Ben Mather Show from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You love Geico so much you can sing about Geico. It's so much fun. Uh, we'll get to having a ball. We got Mallard to the third degree. Bunch of calls. We'll get to those as well. Right now, though, we say hello to Gascon. Benny, Boston Celtics have now pushed ben, you know. the Cavaliers to the brink of elimination. We're not that personal where you can call me Benny. That's BS. That's No, we're not. Cavaliers get beat on the road we, yet we, again. We have a 96 to 83 in game five. Boston yeah, now 10 and 0. And a home court this postseason. Jason Rude. Tatum had 24 points and seven rebounds. The losing cause, LeBron James had 26 points, but he was a minus 11. Kevin Love had 14, but he also was a minus 23. Cavaliers had yeah. only two you're, players. You're a minus 50 so far. You're would, plus minus. Would you allow me to continue, please? Nah. They say I can talk during these. You, know? you can, but it's like interacting, not like talk <laughs> at or talk to. It's like converse. You're not doing a very good job of that. Uh, Anyways, National good, Hockey League Eastern job. Conference Finals. Game number seven went to the Washington Capitals. They eliminate the Tampa Bay Lightning. 4 nothing was the final. Alexander Ovechkin, the game-winning goal, a minute and two seconds into the contest. They will face off with the Vegas Golden Knights on Monday in game number one in Sin City of the Stanley Cup Final. In Major League Baseball, Yankees led 4 nothing and then 10-5 and still could not hold on to beat the Texas Rangers. 12-10 they had a Rangers fire, in that one. Fire Aaron Boone. I don't know about all of that. CeCe Sabathia got roughed up four and a third inning, he seven earned runs, he and six hits against. Shohei Otani had an RBI single that played it two. The Angels came from behind. He's overrated. Toronto five to four. And Benny, one other note, full disclaimer on this one. Tammy yeah. actually gifted Coop a blow-up doll. Really? Yes, she <laughs> no did. Way. Yes, wow. she did. He got the yes. blow-up doll. No, 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 no. Full disclosure. Now, has he used it? That's the other. <laughs> Gascon's the one that got the ball. Oh, I don't know. You're, Look at little, that. you're a little yeah. embarrassed yeah. over there. Not even a robot. <laughs> you're, a little, you're a little embarrassed. A little guys, bit. You guys bit know now. it's 2018 now, right? They have robots. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Very good. It is the Ben Maller Show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's see here. I uh, can't read that on the – some of these are they're funny, but I can't read them. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Just Josh says, I'm turning my radio down right now. Screw the roll call, he says. All right, you know, I have other nicknames as well. I am known as the spin master of misinformation, the bannering broadcaster, the Beethoven of BS. Some have called me the curmudgeon of are commentary. serious? The chasm of sarcasm. Well, he's turned his radio down, so i got to take advantage of this. The no, czar he said of he turned it down a while ago, not right now. The czar of Zany, the dark knight of weeknight uh, sports radio. It was a pathetic performance. The mogul of mischief, Benny the Brazen, king of zing, the facetious That dog's box, licked that whole thing. The sultan of insultant. The jumping jack of wisecrack. We're up against the hard one here. Inside of overnight, the nabob of negativity, sage of outrage, pinnacle of cynical, prince of preposterous, professor of propaganda, hassar of hyperbole, and the mad hatter of I'm a delicate little chatter. flower. Uh, you know, I'm a radio guy. I work with my mouth. That's what I work with. I don't work with my hands. Wow. That is accurate. I don't really have any other tangible skill. I don't. That's it. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones. Jr. Is this Jr. Smith? Maybe Jr. Smith is calling in. Oh, he's in Nebraska. Maybe Jr. went to Nebraska because he's hiding. Hello, Jr. How's it going? 
JR, if I was any better, I'd be a Husker, but not a corn Husker. Because they're not going to win the national championship in college football. Not this year, but that's kind of what I was calling about, actually. I've got a bold prediction for you. Oh, but we love bold predictions. There's nothing better than overnight radio for bold predictions. Alert all affiliates. Do you have any bold prediction music that you can play there? Yeah. Go bold or go home. That's what I always say, right? So it's not going to happen this year. And it's not going to happen next year. Or the year after. But I'm predicting the year that Nebraska the year will win after. a national championship before LeBron James will win another championship. Hmm. Interesting. Now, does that count if LeBron buys a team as owner? It doesn't matter. It LeBron doesn't matter. LeBron's going to win a championship before Nebraska does. Yeah. What, kind of, what have you been drinking here? You've been mixing the booze with your corn? What's going on with you? No. Yeah. LeBron's just not going to win a championship for another four or five years. Well, four or five years from now, he'll he'll be, uh, what, almost 40. And that's when he'll buy a team. Oh, so he'll buy a team when he's about 40. Interesting. Interesting. Do you know who the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers is? Do you know who that is right now? Absolutely, Scott Frost. Yeah. Are you sad that Mike Riley's not there anymore? (laughs) (laughs) No. The, the Mike the, Riley the, mistake is over. You should never hire a coach when the first thing people say about him is he's a really nice guy. That's well, you, he, you should, hey, you he should is a really nice guy. That's right, but you, you, you want to hire a coach. No one says Bill Belichick's a really nice guy. No. They don't say that about Belichick. They say he's a really good coach. That's what they say. And when it's not college football season, what do you guys do there in Nebraska like on a Saturday night? Wait for college football? No, you play cornhole. Yeah, you no. You don't play cornhole? <laughs> Everyone no, loves cornhole. It's a fun game. No. It's a beanbag. What? All right. I, I got to go. Thank you, though. That's, uh, JR. Checking in. Uh, let's say hello to Kathy in Portland, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Kathy. Well, good morning, Ben. That was one really ugly ball game, but the results were awesome. Do you, you have money on it? How much did you bet on it? I don't ever gamble on it. Why not? It's legal now. Because I'm cheap. No. But if you win, I save all, all my money for mandolins. Hmm. But if you win, yeah. though, you're you're in good shape, you know. That's true. I can have a better mandolin. Um, you know, they're making other excuses for LeBron besides the, uh, you know, the one that you brought up. Actually, maybe you did bring it up too. Um, they were saying, you know, that he knew they weren't going to win Game Five, so he just didn't care much and didn't put much into it. And yeah, yeah. He, I gave a version of that. I gave the version I gave was once he determined in the fourth quarter that this was not going to be the Cavaliers' day. Once he looked around at all the slobs and the bums wearing Cavs uniforms around him, at that point he really laid it on thick. He put before, extra, he put extra frosting on the cake. Before uh, you came on, I was dial flipping. Every time they started talking about the NFL or a commercial came on, I changed the station. Uh, yeah, and we lo- we guy, love that you're di- a dial flipper. We love that. Well, actually. Yeah. Dial flipped all your show. Yeah. I like your show. Your yeah. show is a lot oh, more fun. Well, thank you. But yeah. it, it's, it's fantastic. Who do you hate on the show? Which person do you hate? Which who do you want us to get to vote off the island? Well, it, you you voted him off. I didn't like Weed Man Hippie. Oh, look at that! Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I, I, I liked him until he uh, he went uh, went rogue. You know. Yeah, it was yeah. just kind of sad. But anyway, uh, the guy before you, the guys before you, uh, they were saying what you said. You know, that LeBron, oh, he knew they weren't going to win, so he didn't really try very hard. They didn't say it that way. He said it nicer. Uh, but anyway, I flipped to another uh, network 
that one with four letters, and their guys, uh, somebody called in, had the audacity to say that, and boy, those guys ripped into him. They said, oh, yeah. no, he right, Kathy, never do that. Here's, since I can't get you to stop listening to other shows, when you call other shows, <laughs> can you at least say, I was listening to the Ben Maller show over at uh, the three-letter, can you say that? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Drop my F-F-R. name. I, in fact, I give you an exemption. I allow you, Kathy, don't listen anymore. Go call our competitors, but you've got to drop my name in the conversation, okay? You got it. I okay. will. And I've yeah. got a song that dedicates to LeBron James because uh, Pittsburgh Pete said I was past my prime. I'm going to prove it. <laughs> off, the, off the Beatles' Wide album, there's a song called I'm So Tired, and that's dedicated to LeBron. No, you got to sing it, though. I think, I think she's requesting it. Oh, she wants yeah. it. Okay. All right, thank so we're you. We're taking requests all night all right. long. Go ahead. Hang up, Kathy. Call the other shows. Remember, drop my name. <laughs> you got to drop my name. I was listening to the Ben Maller show. I forget. Who? On Fox. You know, like that. Yeah. yeah. And then the host will be. Who? Yeah. That's fine. Never heard of them. Yeah. No one's listening to those shows anyway, so who cares? They're just happy someone calls. Uh, let's be real here. Automated computer systems. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's uh, on tape. Yeah. They do do that. Some of those shows are taped. Uh, let's see. Someone uh, writes in here. Uh, oh, one of our transgender friends. Uh, new nickname for me. Uh, the Ben There of Done That. Do we like that? The Ben There of Done That. Wow. <laughs> you guys are haters. You guys are haters. You know what? You got to open your heart. Is what you have to do. I like your nicknames as long schmuck. as you keep them to yourself. I keep them myself on this microphone. That's what I do. We'll get to Mallard of the Third Degree. Three bits, one segment. Three bits, one segment. We got Mallard of the Third Degree. We'll give you a winner and the Insta Trivia. We'll get to all that. We will do it next. Uh, but here's the Insta Trivia, by the way. Oh, give it out, stupid. Uh, here it is. See, I jumped the gun, Danny. You see that? I jumped the gun. You didn't jump the gun, Man, right? You, no, I, did, I didn't except my fingers on the trigger and when I release. Okay, all right, here we yeah. go. Everyone picked in the first or second round of the 2016 NFL Draft has at least 140 snaps in their career so far except blank. Again, my fingers 20, getting tired. All right, I'm almost done. 2016 draft, everyone in the first and second round has played at least 140 snaps so far except blank. Fill in the blank. That's the Insta Trivia. Release the finger. Ow, the ow. answer next. Ow. Release it. Yeah. We do things a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows, but we get it all done and we can't do it alone. We need your help spraying the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. So use your voice on social media to show the public support for the Ben Maller show. And now the continued silliness of one Ben Maller. Here he is. You're holding the stick. Yeah, I'm ready to shoot right now. Look at that. You're holding the stick. Ben Maller. I'm offended by that, Gascon. This is a professional network radio program. <laughs> How dare you? All right, here's the instant trivia. Everyone picked in the first or second round of the 2016 draft in the NFL has at least 140 snaps so far, except blank. He's got the dunce cap in the corner of the room. Uh, some of the answers coming in. Let's see, who do we have here? Uh, El Guapo is going with Colin Kaepernick's knee. We have Stone Cold Steve Austin tossed out. Uh, Jesus of Nazareth from Justin, Jim Otto from Johnny Q. Mm, can't read that. Bronco Nagurski from Eek. Devon got it right. Devon, the big Philadelphia Eagle fan. Garen Conley from Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan. Uh, Jake got this right. Uh, who else do we have here? No, that's not incorrect. Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, do you have an answer there, Gascon? Yes, is it Kerry Collins? A great guess. Uh, no, that is incorrect. 
It is also not Seymour Butts, which was guessed by the Tom Desert Rat, friend of the show. The correct answer, the latest member of the Raiders, Christian Hackenberg. No snaps. He's yet to play a snap. He'll be a star with the Raiders, unless he won't. Let's go with three bits, one segment, three bits, one segment. It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All right, five-star lock of the day, Koopa Loop. Let's give out the picks, yes? Let's do it. All right, here we go. I lost yesterday, but I blame the Twins. I, uh, screw them. They suck. They're garbage. Done with the damn Minnesota Twins. But I ain't done with my Astros. I have supported the Astros for years. I'm so excited. Charlie Morton and the Strohs against Cleveland. I'm all in. Minus 130. Gascon. What a pick. I'm fading that pick. pick. I'm going Cleveland at home. They're plus 120, so give me it. You're an idiot. Plus 120. Give me the drive. Go ahead. Hurry up. Wow. We're all looking at the same game. I like that game as well. The over-under is eight. couple of nice lineups there. I'm Good. taking the over. So we just only have to watch that game. Coop. <laughs> Pretty much. And the last time I picked this awful team, it worked out and they won. So I'm going to do it again. I'm going with the Chicago White Sox. No. To beat yeah. the Baltimore Orioles. The worst team in baseball. All right, Dylan good. Bundy is the worst Three pitcher bits, in baseball. Three bits, one segment. We have 10 seconds for the last bit. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Koopa Loop, go. Former All-Star Carlos Gomez appeared on, M- on an MLB podcast earlier this oh, week. Easy for you to say. And alleged that the MLB's drug testing is not random at all. He said he believes that the league targets older and Latin players. Is he reaching or is there maybe something to that, Ben? No, he's being paranoid, right? Number one, this is the victim mentality, right? Woe is me. Life is unfair. Baseball's targeting Latin players with these unfair obstacles. My advice is this. If you're going to cheat, either do a better job of finding masking agents or you're going to get caught, right? That's it. And number two... Now, if you want to go criminal deep state, which I know a lot of people do these days, I do buy into the conspiracy that Major League Baseball has a list of protected players that are given a free pass. Kind of like in the NBA, certain number of stars. I'm not naming names. I'm not going to say LeBron or anybody like that. But a certain number of players can get away with it. I buy that, but I don't buy that they're targeting Latin American players. Next! Aaron Rodgers was asked about Jason Witten's speculation that Des Bryant will be coming to the Packers, which Rodgers replied that he doesn't know why you'd cut Jordy Nelson and bring in Des Bryant. Now, I'm assuming that Rodgers was referring to the price tag for both receivers, but it got me wondering, who would you rather have, Ben? Well, Des Bryant, this isn't even close. Des Bryant's younger. He's been handicapped by Dakota Prescott's inability to get him the damn ball. Jordy Nelson, beaten and broken. He's older. He's been in the meat grinder with the Packers over the last couple of years. Des Bryant and Aaron Rodgers together would ba- they would break re- records for the Packers, franchise records, if he's the number one receiver, which it was not going to happen. But you'd rather have Des Bryant next. Aaron Judge won't be participating in the home run derby this year, saying he doesn't feel any need to defend his title. Ben, if you were the winner of the derby. Would you want to attempt to defend your title? Yes, of course. And I uh, screw him and also J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts. No, there's no fun, these guys. Nobody is going to remember if you lose the home run derby. It's a special day for the fans. It's often forgotten a couple of days later. It's ridiculous. I blame Madison Avenue, right? The advertising community, these marketing weasels. They've hijacked the joy out of the home run derby and also the slam dunk contest where, like, guys are afraid to do it because they'll look bad if they don't win. Just stop. 
It's fun. It's hitting home runs. What's not the like about that? Mallard of the third degree, that's another winner for me. It's amazing how that works. I, out of time, I guess. I don't know. What. You got the doc, whether you want him or not. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. You can't see my fingers, but the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are this close to being out of the playoffs. That annoyance is about to come to an end. The Celtics have the Cavaliers up against the wall here. 96-83, they win last night. Jason Tatum leading the way. Celtics didn't shoot the ball well. They won anyway, and so there'll be a game six on Friday night in the East to decide potentially the, the winner of the Eastern Conference. More on that later, also more on the Western Conference. But uh, I've got a, a number of people that have a lot of machismo, keyboard courage, as I like to say, and they have been peppering me off and on, some of this on email. Uh, they have said that I am afraid, that uh, I am frightened, uh, that, uh, what else, I'm a coward, uh, that I don't have the balls to go down that road. You won't, uh, you won't talk about this because it's not good for you that I'll be timid about this story. Uh, one person even said that I would be spooked because of this. <laughs> now, what is it? Uh, it does involve the Clippers. does involve the Clippers. And owner Steve Ballmer, <laughs> the richest owner in all of professional sports, the great Steve Ballmer, who announced that Doc Rivers is not going anywhere. You heard about this, right? You didn't hear about this? What is still wrong with the Clippers? The Clippers have given their embattled coach a contract extension. Now, we don't know all the details. I assume it's for a lot of money. I don't think he's taking a pay cut, but maybe he is. Uh, So let's talk about this. Now, the antagonists, the trolls, tossing a lot of shade my way, right? Ah, Clippers are never going to win. That's what I hear from these idiots. Uh, because of Doc Rivers. What are they thinking? I Oh, my God. Going to set the franchise back for years and years. and all this. That's the, uh, the the chatter of, you can tell when someone's saying that because they're usually Laker fanboys, you know, Laker historians. That's usually what happens there. Uh, so, so I would like to address your concerns. Right? I want to address your concerns. I know you're really concerned because you want the Clippers to win and you're upset that the Clippers, by hiring Doc Rivers, this somehow could bring the franchise down. And I will address the question in the room. How the hell did Doc Rivers convince Steve Ballmer to get a contract extension? That's the question, right? Let's not shy away from it. I'm not going to be a chicken liver. I'm going to go there. I'm not faint-hearted. I'll do it. I'll go there. (coughs) How did Doc Rivers do it? Uh, I've got a couple of thoughts on this. I've got popularity contest face recognition, and overstated. And I'll bind all of this together. Now, the first thing, Doc Rivers, even if you hate the guy as a coach, you'd have to agree with me, he's a charmer. The guy's a charmer. He's got a lot of charisma. He was blessed with extra helpings of the gift of gab. And that matters. Right. Uh, years ago, I remember I, a, a guy I used to work with, uh, we, we chatted about, you know, the keys to life. You know, if you were to advise a young person, uh, what is it? What is the the most important skill that you can have? 
And most people would say knowledge and you've got to study and you've got to go to school and you've really got to pay attention. Uh, and, and that certainly doesn't help or, or hurt rather. But what does help and what is more important is the gift of gab, right? If you can sweet talk, if you have diarrhea of the mouth and you can toss honey all over the place, right? It is so important. It is so, so important. Uh, and Doc Rivers has that gift. He has the ability. He likes living in L.A. He digs it. Plus, it keeps his kid employed. And he's comfortable with the Clippers. He's been there a while now. He's very loquacious, Doc Rivers. And I imagine that there were a series of meetings, and he was able to sweet-talk Steve Ballmer, the richest guy in the room, but he was able to talk to him and convince him, hey, I, I'm the guy. And just like any industry, Right, Just like any industry, much of employment is what? It's a popularity contest, is it not? I mean, that's a big part of it, right? I mean, there's a term, the, the Svengali effect, right? It's a mind control by voice. Uh, and Doc Rivers has that a little bit. He's got the Svengali effect going for him. Right? He's got a little bit of that. He can, he can mesmerize you with his gift for gab. Good for him. Right? It also is revealing because what this tells me is that the Clippers have decided that the fall guys were Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, that they were the choke artists. And anybody that watched that era of Clipper basketball would agree those guys sucked in big moments. And that's why I have a warning label for all these Rocket apologists that think that Houston's going to do these great things. You got a double whammy going for you. You got Chris Paul, who's already hurt. He's already playing it up. Oh, I'm hurt and all this stuff. Got all his buddies in the media writing that story. You got that, and you've also got the fact that he's got a lot of choke in him. A lot of choke in Chris Paul. It's been proven. Right? Been proven multiple times. Big spots, better team, more talented team. Clippers were better than those teams. They lost to him. And Chris Paul was a central figure in that crime. And Blake Griffin was his accomplice. So they decided that, to not blame the coaching staff. That's what Ballmer decided. Now, secondly, there are plenty of faceless, nameless coaches in the NBA. We prove that every single week. We used mind control techniques when we when we have the the game show where you just have to tell us what the person does for a living, coach, player, entertainer. We do it once a week, and guys have no idea who these people are. Right? Doc Rivers is someone a lot of people know. If you like the NBA, you know who Doc Rivers is. He's got a pretty good resume. He's a co- former coach of the year. Uh, he's been to multiple finals. He's won a championship, which are all things that you look for in a resume, right? He's got face recognition, Doc Rivers, and clearly that was a factor in all this. Now, I had pegged Doc Rivers as a TNT broadcaster. I figured that he would be perfect for television. Clearly, Steve Ballmer disagrees. He had other ideas here, and he said, all right, I'm going to keep this guy around. And and the, the final word on this, the idea that Doc Rivers is going to hold back the Clipper franchise is absurd. Now, I wouldn't have kept him, but there's different reasons why I wouldn't have kept him. It's not like he's going to handicap the franchise and the team's now handcuffed for the next couple of years. There are three types of coaches in basketball. There's the X's and O's coach, straight X's and O's. There's the players coach. And then there are the few coaches that combine the ability to be an X's and O's coach and a players coach. Brad Stevens would be one of those coaches that you would put on that list. Uh, Popovich, I guess the players seem to like him. I wouldn't put Steve Kerr in that list. I would put Steve Kerr as just a player's coach. I'd put Mike D'Antoni as just a player's coach. 
And Doc Rivers is just the player's coach. That's all. He's not a strategist. He's not going to wow you with his ability to come up with some play with 10 seconds left to win the game. That's not going to happen. Right? Game strategy is not his deal. But the NBA has proven you don't have to do that. Now, the, the team that wins the West, I'm going with Golden State, they're going to have a coach who's a player's coach, not a strategist. That's how it works. And let me remind you that the, the, the Clipper history here, Doc Rivers is the greatest coach in franchise history. He's the John R. Wooden of the Clippers. He's the, the, the Red Arbach of the Clippers. He's got the most wins, highest winning percentage in the regular season, uh, pretty much all of the playoff records he's got. And so now he gets a free pass until the Clippers fatten up their roster, which could be this offseason. You know, it could be the, a lot of people are concerned around the NBA. The Clippers are going to be back. Uh, one, one down year, and they're back and better than ever. It could happen this offseason, absolutely. Uh, and then, then the pressure will be back on. Uh, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Now, I want to pivot away from that, but not pivot too far away because I want to go to the Western Conference, the Western Conference of the NBA where we have game action. We got game action tonight in the NBA, and since the Supreme Court has decided that gambling is perfectly legal, where is the money? Where is the money on tonight's game? Let's go to the gambling scorecard, and we'll check it out right now. The NBA playoffs, Western Conference, tied up 2-2. Game number game number five uh, tonight, tonight, as they say. The line opened up, Houston by one. It has stayed there. The money is pretty even. The Warriors are favored by a little more of the gambling community. It, but it's the margins are very, very, very thin. It's close to even money in that particular game. Let's find out from Draymond Green. Draymond, you've got to be so, so happy here, Draymond. Very relaxed, not upset at all by what's going on here in this series. Yes? Kind of pissed off. Oh. You know, we know we let one slip away. Okay. So definitely guys are pissed off, but sure. encouraged as well. Why? I love the way Why? this team respond when our back is against the wall. I don't oh. mind our backs being against the wall because okay, I know, yeah. you know what we're capable of, and I know the level of focus and intensity level that this team bring, bring when that is the case. So it is what it is. I think we blew a golden opportunity, but it's not one that we can't get back. You know, we know we can go get it back, so it's no panic. I want to point out, while he was saying our backs are against the wall, he was standing with his back against the wall. Ironic. Yeah, it's amazing. Go! Yeah. All right. So, listen, what's, what's going to happen? Is it uh, 48 minutes of hell from the, the death lineup? Is that what the, we're going to get from the Golden State Warriors here? Uh, at some point, if these games are close, we'll get tight took his syndrome. We had a close game last time. The team that choked was the Golden State Warriors. Uh, are they going to choke again, or is it going to be the – Rockets turn to choke. Uh, Golden State's going to win this series. So if I, I say they're going to win the series, and you look at the series tied up at two-two, they don't have to win. Right? They don't have to win the game uh, tonight. It would certainly make things a little more relaxed if the Warriors win tonight. I do expect them to win uh, tonight. I think they're going to pull that out. It, you know, Houston's not that tough a place to play. Uh, the last 24 hours, they've been licking the toes of the Rockets, the NBA media, celebrating them. So I have a feeling that it's going to go the other way. All right. Uh, ben Maller's show on Fox. We say hello uh, in for our friend Eddie. We say hi to Gascon, the Gagon man, right over there, David Gascon. David Gagon. It's uh, David Gascon. Gascon. That's what, I, that's what I said. David Gagon. 
Yeah. Appreciate it. What if did you I not say? Pronounce it correctly. I, I mean, said it properly. No, you did not. I did. Not the first time. Go back and hear the podcast. I'd really rather not. Five stars podcast. That's not true. That's accepted. Five stars. That's the currency of the show. Five stars. It averages three. That's five stars. Listen, Public opinion, five stars. I will uh, applaud you because you did a fantastic pivot. You go from a monologue that was rather bad to poor. It was a great monologue. To actually kind of making it C minus C. No. Brother. I mean, clipper talk at the top of the hour. That was an A. It's really strong. I give the people what they want. There's nobody the that wants Clipper Talk. I am on the pulse of the people. You don't know. You're like the seventh string update guy. You have no idea. I am on the pulse of the people. Uh, we have females that are also update anchors. Well, uh, let me so tell you something right now. Appreciate it if you kind of I know, included everybody. I know what Sexist. the people need. All right? You don't. You don't. You bow down to, That's group, a lie. to group pressure and all that. And you Oh, just keep talking about the Eastern Conference Finals for 17 hours in a row. Well, you got to play the hits. That's yeah. uh, that's that's not a hit at. anymore. It was a dog game. We mentioned it. Well, listen, we if you're going to mention the Western Conference Finals, then you should at least be accurate with your gambling trends as well, because 73 percent of the public right now is on Golden State plus one. That is so incorrect. I've got the numbers right in front of me. Information that's accurate. You are looking at up to date. Fa- no, no. You are looking yes. at factually incorrect. I have the numbers. That is these are not the, true. These are the official numbers Cite that I have. Cite your source. That is it. You are incorrect with your numbers. No, 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 no. no. It is at 55 percent of lie. the actual cash no. that is in favor. Mm. You're, so you're making things up. No, I'm not. Is there something about that room where people have to make things up? Is there a sign above the microphone? All right, just make crap we up. We do is have that... a Fox Sports Radio manual in here, so there's not a sign, but there is a manual. Yeah. See, like... what I look at is the cash. A lot of dumb people look at the tickets. The tickets don't matter. The, the amount of tickets issued on one side is irrelevant. I know it is. It's the cash that matters, that's right. and the cash is about even. And that's why the... The line has not changed from minus one to where it is right now. No, that doesn't make sense. You're overthinking. No, not at all. You're not a true degenerate. Not at all. Because there's these things called false line moves that happen sometimes when the money is lopsided. Of course. There'll be false line moves. bet on the action early, and then you come right back when it's late or ready to close. I could be here all night for you if you'd like. You do not know gambling. I do. You're a novice. You're an amateur. I think I'm actually pretty good when it comes to gambling. I have spent much more of my time. Every day I walk into the studio with your show as a gamble. I have invested more of my money in Lost Wages, Nevada. (laughs) I have donated my money to the good people that work at those casinos, the bookmakers. I have paid for those little cocktail napkins at the hotels, the little things that stir the drink. I've paid for those as well. You don't even drink, do you? I'm a raging alcoholic. I do overnight radio. Wait, shouldn't you be having a show here in the next couple weeks in Vegas? Is that still going down? I heard about that. No, you, you, you didn't. That? Can you ding yeah, on that? You yeah. didn't get the yeah. memo. Yeah. Huh. I was, yeah. thought I was invited. Yeah, you should go. Yeah, you should do it. You should. Get- Are you going to pay for the rooms? I want to know that because I know that there's certain people that will take care of the accommodations. They're gonna, you, oh, you, you're looking – you're going to do the show, though. No, no, you. It's well, no, I, part of the Ben Maller show. I think the show got canceled. I don't know. I haven't heard uh, – I've not uh, heard anything about the show. I, I did not. Yeah. I think the money was spent on heroin and cocaine or something <laughs> like that, I believe. So, unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it happened. Well, yeah. money well spent. I think I'm doing a show in Albuquerque. I'll be doing a show in Albuquerque. Yeah. Can you spell Albuquerque? I can, but we don't have enough time. That's a no. Go ahead, spell it. I didn't realize this is a spelling contest. He does not know how to spell Albert. Wow. Yeah. 
A-L-B-U-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E. I have a Woody in my closet. There was a pitcher named Al Albuquerque. I was not aware of that. Relief pitcher. Yep. Dodgers had a minor league team there for a while. I'm, there's a triple-A team still in Albuquerque. Yeah, but it's not with the Dodgers. Yeah. Who's it with? You've never heard of Al Albuquerque, have you? No, I have not. Yeah. You don't know baseball. You're an amateur. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Exactly. This is giving the people what they want. Albuquerque talk. Well, you're here. Well. The isotopes are the name of the that's, team. That's right. That's well, a good job by Google. I appreciate that. No, it's, I, I know that because there's a guy, you, you know, the great Ken Levine. I do know Ken. You introduced personal, me to him. Personal friend of you mine, by the way. You introduced me to Hollywood him. actor, not actor, but he's been in, you know, written a bunch of TV shows. And he came up with that name in The Simpsons. The isotope was his idea. I did not know that. Yeah. I think they're the Rockies AAA team. They are. You guessed that correctly. He was also a broadcaster for the Seattle Mariners. I know you didn't know that. Padres. Yeah. And used to host Dodger Talk. Mm. Part of the Dodger Talk Alumni Association with myself. Jake Warner, too, right? Stay awake with Jake. Yes. Up all night. Yeah. That's right. The great A. Martinez, part of that Alumni Association. Mm. Who else? You want to name anybody else? A. Martinez. Do you have any more names? You don't know who that is? No. You're racist? Was he at your Christmas party? No, no. He just like he's like public radio or something like that. Uh, I don't know what the hell he's doing these days. Man, this is fascinating. Your yeah. buddy Tom Bowman also a part of Dodgers Talk. <laughs> That's a good friend of mine. Yeah. He runs some radio conglomerate in the Midwest. I don't know what it's called. Lear- called Learfield. Learfield, yes. yeah. Yes, you you yes. desperately want a job with them, I know. Well, I yeah. do work for them. Oh, it's you do? It's not is that uh, right? desperate for a job. It's just I, I do work. Yeah. I like to continue to do work. Not good work, I but appreciate you do work. your support. Yeah, you do shoddy your work. Your friendship but, uh, means a lot. Not uh, great work. Your companionship I'm is- I'm a big uh, fan of your work. Oh. I've encouraged you to get many jobs. I told you to go to West Virginia. I said you could go. You did with. and get paid fourteen dollars an hour. I appreciate that. You could find Radio That's Rich under minimum wage in the East up, Coast. Look up Radio Rich. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You asked me career advice. I said move. Go I ahead. was get four hours here. away from Morgantown. Yeah, that was no way I was going to happen. Great. <laughs> you would have only made fourteen dollars an hour. It was fourteen fifty five an hour full but time. But a house cost like ten bucks, so you could have paid for the house. Yeah. It would have been perfect. But could you imagine like going on social media? There'd be like no one in sight for yeah, like two uh, hours. Right. You're boring me. I must Sorry. move on. All right. All right. Uh, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show. Uh, Gascon over there. He's hanging out there. Uh, and uh, He's a gas can. And you are there as he's in for Eddie. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We'll get to the Duke and phone calls as well. We'll get to it all. We'll do it next. Research has shown that you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night. I urge you to follow Big Ben. He's on Twitter, at Ben Meller. Our executive producer, Justin Cooper, he is at UH Bronco Fan. And now here he is. I like the hot guy. Ben Meller. Just Josh says, uh, waiting for Ben to channel his inner Laval ball and yell, stay in your lane! Gascon or Gagon? Uh, Zach says Ben and David are trying to one-up each other on Humble Brax. That's not true at all. I can't match a Gascon with Humble Brax. Uh, he, everyone in the company knows when it comes to Humble Brags, it's Gascon. Yeah, everyone hates him uh, because of that. Chad says, uh, you two going to play whose mic is bigger all morning? Uh, well, my mic is bigger. I do have a mic advantage. I'm in the main studio, so my mic is better. This is enough for me. Reality there. Uh, let's say hello to. Uh, oh, I was about to go to Matt. He's at Logan Airport. He said his phone. I guess his phone died, so he had to hang up. Let's go to Chris 
in Houston. He's doing the full Maller Marathon. Chris is pretty much doing the full Maller Marathon, too. What's going on, Christopher? I like David Gascon. No, you he's don't. got fight, man. He's got fight, man. You got him. He's got fight. You're a bully. Nah, nah, so somebody nah, got to put you in your place, man. He's he's a fake tough guy. He's like, you know what he's like? He's like an old school NBA player. If you watch the Celtics, so or what the you're Timber, saying? He's like Draymond Green. Well, that's some, like the modern. Well, maybe the modern version. I guess the old school version. Uh, Kevin Garnett. You know, Kevin Garnett, big mm-hmm. tough guy. I still like him, man, because you like to bully, man. You bully Ralph so much. I'm glad somebody sticks up for themselves. No if, if you, him, if you only if you only knew it. what happened, Chris, you would say that I am the kindest Mother Teresa in the world to Ralph. If you knew what Ralph did. Now, normally I don't agree with you, Ben, but I gotta agree with you. LeBron was kind of putting it on heavy tonight, man. That is correct. Uh, it, he was putting it on so heavy, man. I tried looking for Game Seven of the NHL, uh, the NHL game. I don't even watch hockey, man. Wow, you wanted to it, watch dude. the end of Game Seven? That's impressive. Well, well, the thing is, is like it's so, it's so racist in America. It's like, dude, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at Bleacher Report, and it's like, oh, it's a fight. And I'm like, these dudes are fighting, dude. I'm like, oh man, dude. And the referees are like, okay, get him, get him good, get him good. And I'm like. Come on, you can't do this in football, you can't do this in basketball, you can only do this in baseball and football. There's so much double standards in America, man. It's just ridiculous. So how would it, work, how would it, work, how would it work in basketball? Because the last time they had a big fight in basketball, there were like seven people arrested in the uh, palace at Auburn Hills. So how would it work? How would it well, go they down? Should, they should put some of their glass up like they do for the hockey so the fans can't get in. <laughs> no, no. You know what? You know what they got to do is they got to roll in like a jumbo cartoon-sized boxing ring in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what was the what was the MTV uh, cartoon they used to do it all the time with the with the little uh, yeah, death, what yeah. was it like death match or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And get those big oversized boxing gloves and just and just let them yeah, go. Let them go man. at it. Yeah, yeah. Be let them go at. It. That's old school. That's what your dad used to do when you was young exactly. when you had a bully. He he pulled the belt yeah. though. He just uh, yeah the belt. No no no. Oh, when you oh, had, when oh, you had the that bully. bully at oh, yeah. school, oh yeah, you know, the bully. Hey, yeah. you put throw them boxing gloves out and let's go, man. Get at it. Get your anger out, man. But, uh, I'm you, telling you, I think I think you and Gaston need to do that, man. We you, love nah, the periscope. Thing. You're gonna have to get your anger out when the Rockets lose uh, the game tonight. You're gonna have to get uh, your you anger. See, there you go talking your trash again, man. You talk your trash and we took one and go to state. You know you know yeah. what's gonna happen, Ben. I told you, Rockets in six, mm-hmm. man. No. You, you, do you believe? Do you believe in patterns? You believe If you believe in patterns, let's see. The Warriors won Game One. They lost Game Two. The Warriors won yeah. Game Three. They lost Game Four. So that would mean if the pattern continues, the Warriors will win tonight, and then they'll uh, lose. Ben, they'll lose Game Six, and then they'll come back and win Game Seven in Houston. Uh, ben, yes, you, yes. Uh, what you missed the memo on the fact that the Warriors are some choke artists themselves. No, no, no. They will rise up. They are going to rise on them. I'm going to evangelize the world. I'm going to give them a pet talk. I'm going to go in there and give them a sermon before the game. They'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Go give them a sermon. We need that. We need that big thing. No curse coming, man. I'm telling you. No, and for no. you to dis the utter disrespect of how you do the Rockets and just throw the Warriors in the finals, just crown them, man. Like Denny Green say, just crown their ass. Because that's how you're doing right now. And I hope I'll wait. I can't wait till the Rockets smash him and take this series just so you have to say congratulations to Chris Paul. Yeah. How, can how I, sick can, can I, be? Oh, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that because he'll probably be in a hospital bed somewhere with a bad ankle or something like that. So, yeah, I won't have to worry about that. But uh, I am a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, as you know. I have seen the future. I have seen the future. And the future has the Golden State Warriors with the championship. That's what happens. 
There you go. There. Man, I need to take me a quick flight to Vegas right now and throw some money down. Yeah, mm, yeah. Now just send me the, the money. No send curse. me the money. I'll be your bookie. Send me the money, and uh, I'll I'll spend that on something. Now, you know, I didn't make a bet with you because you don't like to bet me because, you know, I'm always right, you know. I'll make a bet Astro. with you. I'll make a bet with you. I don't care. But you, you tied up. Best of three. I'm waiting on that big 10-gallon cowboy hat. Nah, I'm nah, nah. I'm waiting on that cowboy. nice, giant, large we, pizza. That's throw, what I'm waiting on. Can we throw on. a bull riding match in there, too, while you got the 10-gallon hat on? Um, throw on a mechanical bull? Oh, a mechanical bull. Yeah. yeah, man, let's get it all I, in, Yeah, if man. you can get a mechanical bull in the studio, we'll do it. I'm in. I'll ride that. I'll ride that bull. I will, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, Mike, hey, Mark Tate, Daniel, oh, Mark yeah, Tate, very funny, yeah. You were talking, sir. <laughs> no, no, you were talking, so no one's going to want that as a drop. Anyway. Uh, All right, man, go away. Man, I got to go. Think. All right, I got to go. Thank you. You got like 10 minutes of airtime. I got to thank you. That's, uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll get to the Duke. We'll get to that. Also, a carefree edition of Ask Ben. This is extremely important. People have compared it to life and death. Your questions, our answers. We'll get to all that, but... Right now, I can feel the ratings going down. We say hello from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios to David Gascon. Benny, I thought that was a great phone call. We should actually archive that and probably put that as a show promo for you. You're so pathetic. I'm just stating the obvious. You're so, you're, you're begging. Boston Act like you've Celtics been there before. Taking care of business on home court again. Game five went to them, 96 to 83. LeBron James had 26 points in a losing cause, but the home team has won every single game in this series so far. Here's Ty Lue. Your fans, your crowd, you can make mistakes and still get away with it. I think when you're you know, when you're at home, you can make a few mistakes, a couple of turnovers like we had, you know, last game having 19 turnovers. You can kind of get away with it at home because your fans are so great and um, they're into the game and they kind of give you that momentum. So I think it's the fans. Yeah, Boston oh, that, won That's such game. a lie. Why? These NBA arenas, everyone near the arena, like the first 10 minutes of the third quarter, they're all in the luxury area uh, finishing their meals and drinks. The arena's empty when the second half starts in most of these places. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, still. No, but that's not exactly a tough environment when the lower bowl well, is all in the luxury box area. Come on. The opening quarter of every game in this series so far has been a, a blowout. Boston shot 37% in this ball game and still found a way to win by double digits. Game six will be on Friday night from Cleveland. Celtics up in this series three games to two. Onward to the National Hockey League. Alexander Ovechkin with a goal. is the game-winning goal in the first 62 seconds of play. Capitals go in the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 1998. They shut out the Tampa Bay Lightning. 4-0 was the final. Braden Holtby has a shutout streak of just under 160 minutes of play. In Major League Baseball, Kenta Maeda had 12 strikeouts for the Dodgers. And lo and behold, they're three and a half games back in the NL West for first place. They shut out the Colorado Rockies 3-0. Arizona's lost seven straight. They've lost 13 of 14 as well. Milwaukee beat them down 9-2. Shohei Otani with an RBI single that scored a couple runs. Angels came from behind to knock off Toronto 5-4. And Justin Verlander went six, punched out nine. Astros beat the Giants 4-1. Benny? Dodgers are five games under 500. Well, who cares? The division's terrible right now. They're five games. You're not a legitimate team when you're five games. Reverse of the Benbino curse. It's May. Yeah. You should try to be what the Red Sox are, the top team in professional It's May. Baseball. Who cares? I care. They yeah. don't ask me to wait till the end but of the David, year. But, David, you weren't here for this, David. Ultimate fanboy now. 
I want to say how, how many how many days ago, Ben, did you do the rant about the Dodgers? Oh, I went on a full mile monologue yeah. on Dave Roberts and how he should be right. on. Notice. And they've been on a winning streak ever since. Yeah, that yeah. is accurate. Well, it's because Arnie Spanier was here Tough when love. they started losing, and then when he left, LA started winning. Tough love. Dodgers are five games under five hundred and are plus in the run differential category, which is pretty difficult to do. That's pretty difficult to do. Well, it's because Kenley Jansen had a brutal start to the season. What's more impressive, the Dodgers being five games under five hundred, and being plus 16 in run differential, or the Colorado Rockies being two games above five hundred and being outscored by 28 runs? What's, what's more impressive? That's a tough one. That's a hard one, right? I mean, I don't know which one to go That's with. That's true. All right, uh, we're, we're hanging out. Did I do the Geico, Geico? Can we play the Geico song so I don't have to do it? Play the Geico song. Do we have that? Can yeah, we get that on. Geico song? I'll just tap Stall, dance. Stall, yeah. Can you I'll dance? Do the, uh, the waltz. I'll do the waltz over there, and I'll dance over here. Okay, and now dip Rachel down. All right. Dipper. Down, yeah. down, Dipper. down, down, down. Geico time. Car insurance made easy. Whoa. 15 minutes of your time saves you more and more. 15% more. Yeah. It's like the jitterbug yeah. when she does. Where were her hands, though, Ben? Couldn't see her hands. You're just jealous, all right? She's a lovely lady. She's got all the dance moves. Uh, yes, she does. We were doing the Charleston last week. It was wonderful. The Charleston? Yeah. It's a modern dance, you know. She used to dance with Gene Kelly back in the day. It was, uh, it was big, man. No one knows who Gene Kelly is, right? It's like, oh, the hell is Gene Kelly? What, what did Mike North used to say, our, our godfather Mike North? Just Google it, kids. <laughs> that was his line, right? Yeah, Angry Bill is somewhere in Florida hiding in a swamp. Hello, Angry Bill. How you doing, Ben? Want to do a little review. Glad you just finished talking about your Dodgers. Back in spring training, I taught you how, told you how arrogant the Yankees and the Dodgers were for not making moves. Well, that obviously came to fruition with the Dodgers. And once again, with the Yankees not making any pitching moves, that's going to come. Yeah. It, anyway. it, you're right. It is killing the Yankees. They have the second-best record in baseball. They are really doesn't, destroyed right now. You're doesn't right. doesn't matter. Come August, September, for not getting pitching, they're going to pay for it. I assume they're going to get pitching, but I can only assume that. The pitching, going back with Tabathia, I think I honestly think Tabathia has pictures of Brian Cashman in women's underwear. I really do. Because how does this guy keep coming back? Oh, he does things that don't show up in the box score. He's a leader in the locker room. Yeah, well. Intangibles. <laughs> gets a lot of the 50-50 balls. Yeah, exactly. Just a week ago, you finally called the GM of the Dodgers arrogant after two months of me telling you. Ahead of time uh, I didn't call him arrogant. arrogant. I just said he was wrong. You don't give Dave Roberts. When your team you blows. You the word arrogant. When ben. your team sucks. When your team you sucks, you don't, you don't give a vote of confidence. You put someone on notice. Do better or you'll be fired. That's what you do. I saw your uh, stud new pitcher, which I told you ahead of time he was going to be a stud. I know. You're, so such, you're such an expert. You know all the answers. And you're such a, the smartest the guy in the getting, room. That's the point I'm getting. I told yes. you, uh, yes. Clayton Kershaw, I saw him throw five pitchers on ESPN. I didn't want to use those four letters. I apologize. But he went on the DL 10 days later. Okay, the Yankees are arrogant for not getting pitching. All right. The Dodgers are arrogant because they didn't want to get players. Our, ra- our ratings are going down the more you talk. Can we uh, can we move on? I mean, you're boring. Well, that happens boring. when you talk, too. You're very boring here. I mean, let's do a show. America's Got Talent, but Angry Bill doesn't. We'll call it that. How about that? Who is that, Shirley? No, it's Angry Bill. It's the first time in seven years Angry Bill's made it through a phone call without talking about having 
adult relations with a puppy. It's the first time in a long time. Ask Ben your questions, our answers. Get to that momentarily. By the way, the Duke, we've got to pay off the tease here, the Duke. Andrew Luck has not picked up the Duke, which is the official NFL game football, and thrown it in 507 days. And the Indianapolis Colts, you talk about chutzpah. The Indianapolis Colts, uh, the, uh, the head coach, Frank Reich, said the team is, quote, not worried at all that Andrew Luck has not thrown a game football in 507 days. Liar, 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 Pinocchio. We'll get to Ask Ben next. Did that really just happen? The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed. Now you can, thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download fine podcasts. That includes iHeart and also iTunes. We need your help, so subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. Now let's get back to them. I wanted to have sex with him. It was amazing. That's Ben Maller. We also recommend, if you want to go above and beyond the Call of Duty, if you have older relatives that have smartphones, you can set up the podcast on their phones. And then they it automatically downloads when they subscribe to the podcast. So they get it. And and I'm sure that it, w- it would change their life in amazing and magical ways. Kind of like Ask Ben will change your life in amazing and magical ways. It's now time for... Time, time for... Well, hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Time for Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers. These are all listener-submitted questions. And we pass the microphone over to the Koopa Loop. All right, Ben, we're going to start with a question for you. Right. This is from Phyllis on Facebook. Hi, Phyllis. Whatever happened to Lee Klein? Is he on the air anywhere? Is he still a Clipper fan? <laughs> My friend Lee, the, Lee Klein, the Prince of Darkness. Well, Lee is uh, still an associate. Uh, I don't see him very much because I work crazy hours and stuff, but he usually shows up to the ugly sweater party at the end Racist. of the year there. And uh, Danny G hates him. Coop doesn't like him. I don't think Coop knows him because Coop didn't show up when he was there. Uh, but Dude, he walked into your party with one racial slur after another. Yes, he was telling jokes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he does a little bit of radio in Vegas, but I don't, I don't not uh, not in any national uh, radio. But Lee's still around. He's still uh, still in the business. All right, next, Lee did radio for years in LA at uh, big stations like KFI, and I think he was at I think he did stuff at KBC. I don't know, but he was at a couple of big stations. All right, next, another question for you, Ben. Yeah, this is from Jason on Facebook. Will newspapers ever make a comeback like vinyl, and do you uh, still subscribe to a newspaper? Uh, I don't subscribe to a newspaper. I do read newspapers. Uh, the, the problem that newspapers are going to have is the it's a thing called the Internet. Um, but I do believe that there is a, there's a pattern, there's a path, rather, for the newspapers to survive. And they, they need proper management. I mean, obviously, the Sunday newspaper is a big thing, right? That's a tradition, right? The Sunday like the New York Times, people subscribe just for the Sunday New York Times if they're into that kind of thing. Um, but they've they've got to find their niche. The, the niche of the newspaper can't be breaking news because whatever breaking news they have is old by the time it hits the newspaper. It's you know, eight, nine hours old. they got, they got to find a way to change the model. But, yeah, newspapers will, can survive, but not under the current format. All right, next. It's a question for everybody. This All is right. From this is a group question. The Little Troller. Hi, Troller. Have any of you ever thought about doing yoga or actually tried it? 
Uh, no, uh, my wife does uh, yoga and all that. She, whatever the trend is, she goes to. And she's tried to get me to do that, and she's tried to get me to meditate, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not, no, so I haven't. Uh, Gascon's in for Eddie. Gascon, you a big yoga guy? You probably uh, are. You? I've I've tried it twice. Typical and I, LA guy. And I yeah. actually did it in the city of Manhattan Beach. And, uh, Which is surrounded by beautiful women. I, I will mm-hmm. say it was the most intimidating exercise I have ever done because it was not only yoga, it was Bikram yoga. So the room was like 120 degrees. It was 90 minutes. Who's Bikram? It's the type of yoga. It's oh. like steam. It's like hot yoga. More humble bragging. No, but the women were like 110 pounds, and they were doing all these awkward moves. It was – I, I lasted like 45 minutes. Who's these the women fattest like, person in the room? I was. It wasn't even close, yeah. But was it water weight? No, no. It was straight carbs. <laughs> straight carbs. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, the women in there were absolutely gorgeous too, but, I yeah. mean, it was it was pretty damn intimidating. So I've done it, yes. All right, Danny G, Danny G. No, but I'll stay in that part of Southern California. Redondo Beach, I visited there last summer and went on the pier, and they were having a yoga class right by the ocean on the pier. So I went up on the stairs and watched like a creeper all the women (laughs) doing yoga. It was Binoculars out? uh, No, 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 no. No, I had sunglasses on, pretending like I was looking at the ocean. Uh, enjoyed that show more. All right, uh, Koopa Loop, what you got, Koop? I have never tried yoga. Okay. Would you consider it? Uh, maybe. The answer is yes, Koop, because we, we, we're all cut out of the same cloth, right? I mean, we're I'm married. You guys are, are not. But if you know somebody came up to you and was attractive enough and said, hey, I want to do yoga, <laughs> you'd be like, okay, let's do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, this is for everybody. This should be a quick one, I think, but I just, you know, might as okay. well ask it. Just Josh Dammit on Twitter. Yeah. Have any of you ever been invited to or attended a celebrity wedding? Uh, what's your definition of celebrity? No, radio weddings. That doesn't count. So, no. Uh, guess what? Never, 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 never. Danny G. Yeah, no. Uh, a radio thing, like you said, doesn't count. So, no. Radio personalities, yeah, but yeah. you probably wouldn't know them. Nope, just uh, thought I'd ask. That's what I figured everybody's answer would be. No, no, no. Uh, Ask Ben. Another question. This is a question from Manic Mike. This is an interesting one. Manic, I love your marshmallow. If if you had supernatural powers. Doesn't that die, by the way, that marshmallow thing? All right, go ahead. If you had supernatural powers only for five seconds, what non-sports-related miracle would you perform? Okay, so non-sports. What I would do. For five seconds, is I would go to Las Vegas and and I would win the biggest jackpot you could possibly win, for and that that would be done. That would be it. Yeah, it's a good one. Yes, go on. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, piggyback off that. I'll see into the future for five seconds on a lottery number for the weekend. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so so wait. So well, for five, five seconds, seconds is a long you time, have actually. powers. You could probably do more than one thing in five seconds. You could, five seconds. Could you I really? I could do a lot in five seconds. Could I be like Superman and fly around the Earth's <laughs> rotation and like turn time back around? Well, see the first. No, that would the take first, longer than no, five seconds. But the seconds. first second, you would have to pause time. So then you'd have as much time as you want. Listen, you, you guys spend... are in, you guys are in radio. You can't move that fast anyway. <laughs> oh shut! I could beat you in a race. <laughs> what about you, Koopalo? Right in the bathroom. Did you finish answering, Danny? I, yeah, you would fly around yeah. the world? Yeah, I would. I'd cool. spin the earth around. I would add four inches 
To my height. To my height. To my height. That's a drop. That's a drop. Crap. That's a lot of inches. I mean, that's important. I mean, we could all use an extra couple, but four, that's a, that's a lot, man. Would you like some girth as well? Solid five. Five seconds, man. That's a... Oh, I mean, right. The superpowers are limited, Coop. You know what I mean? That's, not, that's, not, I mean, that's, a, that's more than a miracle. I mean, four, four inches, Coop. A whole lot of screaming in the NFL. We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So the NFL should have issued a trigger warning before they made their announcement about the anthem because there were many, many people that were in need of a safe space because they were triggered. Oh, man, that was... That was quite if you if you enjoy just being an observer and seeing people with illogical statements after illogical statements on uh, on all uh, all sides it was wonderful. It was just marvelous the the rage and anger uh, that the NFL owners provided uh, many people who are just not clear thinking. Uh, the NFL owners announced that they had unanimous, unanimously approved even though one team didn't vote because they're chicken, uh, the uh, the teams that did vote a new national anthem policy, I assume you've heard about this, but maybe not. Uh, maybe you haven't been paying attention. It requires players to stand for the anthem. If they're on the field, you stand for the anthem. And if you're not, there's a wiggle room here. The wiggle room is if you're not on the field, if you decide to stay in the locker room, uh, then obviously uh, you are not required to do that. You can uh, take a knee in the locker room if you want, knock yourself out. Uh, so, so that's the story of the day, right? That's the story. The players have the option of either taking part of the anthem or sitting in the locker room and, and doing that. Roger Goodell, the commissioner, Mr. Happy, Roger Goodell, uh, he, uh, talked about this and he pointed out that there are some reasons behind it. As a league, uh, and to all 32 clubs, uh, which was unanimous is that we want people uh, to be respectful to the national anthem. We want people to stand. That's all personnel and make sure that uh, they treat this uh, moment in a respectful fashion. That's something that we think we owe. We've uh, been very sensitive in making sure that we uh, give players choices, but we do believe uh, that that moment is an important moment and one that we are going to uh, focus on. All right, so that doesn't seem that outrageous, right? They run the business. It's their industry. If you don't like it, go watch Canadian football. There's other football leagues that are rinky-dink, and you can watch those, and they have different policies. Uh, I, I don't see why there would be much outrage, but sure enough, uh, we, we were off to the races because you had 
this guy making a statement, that guy making a statement, this guy condemning it, this is un-American, you're a fascist, you know, all those, uh, all those wonderful things being tossed around. The players' union, uh, they're not happy, right? They're, oh, no, you're not. You're not going to tell us what we can do. How dare you? Uh, so they're all bent out of shape. they got to stick up their caboose. Uh, and here's Roger Goodell on that, the commissioner on the NFLPA, pushing back against this. Anything I have to say to the union, I'll say to them directly. Um, and uh, I do that all the time. So I'll be more than happy to do that. But I will do that to them directly. But there's been incredible uh, engagement with the players uh, on this. We've talked to tens, if not hundreds, of players about this uh, over the last year or so to get their input, to understand their positions. All right, so the policy here puts it in the hands, essentially in short, of each team. They can find players or uh, team personnel who do not respect the national anthem. You talk about an outrage. Again, you've got a company that has set a, a workplace rule, and uh, you got some people, not, not all, I mean, there's a handful of players. When I say players are complaining. It's a handful of players. And if your favorite disgruntled NFL player attempts to sit or kneel, they can be fined under this new, new rule. And it's uh, partisan lines that have been drawn here. Right? There's a lot of media types that are in a state of depression and having ulcers over this, uh, which I get a kick out of. I really do. Uh, several outspoken players have been bitching. Uh, two of them in particular stand out. Chris Long and Malcolm Jenkins of the Philadelphia Eagles, both of them condemned the NFL's new policy. They criticized the NFL owners for taking this stand and saying, hey, you've got to stand for the national anthem. Chris Long saying that this is not patriotism. Well, I don't think anyone said it is. I think it's a, a business making a rule at the workplace. That's what it is. That's their rule. Uh, and Long went on to say that he is committed to affecting change with his platform. That's right. God love Chris Long. Uh, Malcolm Butler, changing the world. Uh, Malcolm Butler, a disciple of Colin Kaepernick, he made some noise himself. Jenkins said that what NFL owners did was thwart the players' constitutional rights to express themselves and use our platform, that's the buzzword of the day, platform, to draw attention to social injustices and racial inequality in our country. All right, so let's discuss. Uh, and do you believe that these NFL players have a point? Both very upset. They both had a public hissy fit because their employer decided that this is a rule that we want and we need. Uh, so I would say no. I think that both these guys sound silly. In particular, Malcolm Jenkins sounds really ridiculous. Uh, and my perspective, you've got grandstanding, the double standard, and might I add the Supreme Court when you talk about the anthem issue, and we'll link all this together. A, this is, I believe, the definition of grandstanding by Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long. I mean, these guys are looking for some social media applause. And as far as Malcolm Jenkins, clearly he's not up on constitutional law. The First Amendment, we've ranted about this for three years now we've been ranting about this. The First Amendment only guarantees that you will not be jailed for protesting against the government. What does that mean? As long as Roger Goodell doesn't send players to prison for taking a stand or sitting uh, during the anthem, then we're good, right? What the First Amendment does not guarantee, Malcolm Jenkins, is that your employer will not punish you 
or fire you for an on-the-job stance. In other words, the NFL is free, as they've shown here, to set workplace rules. And as far as silencing the players, the NFL policy, I, from what I read online, it doesn't stop you from fighting social injustice. You can peacefully protest while you're taking a knee in front of the urinal in the locker room, and you can knock yourself out. By not going out for the national anthem, uh, you're declaring your stance. I think it's kind of obvious here that the, there'll be a list, there'll be a checklist every week, and the mostly liberal media will look and see who's out and who's not, and then they'll run with their microphones and their cameras after the game and their tape recorders, and they will want to get sound from the players that didn't go out for the national anthem. So, you know, this is a, it's, it's a policy the NFL implemented, but it's not like it ends it. It just changes it. You won't actually see the players taking a knee or raising their fist and all that. Instead, uh, they will be hidden in the locker room, but the, the message will still be the same, right, that they're fighting back. Uh, and that they're not going to be out there for the anthem. And so we get like a bingo card out, and you can you can see who's going to stay in the locker room and who's not. You can use the numbers on the, the roster. And as, as far as I know, the players are still welcome on their free time, not company time, to go out and fight the good fight and all that. And they can you know spend their money. I know Chris Long's uh, given a lot of his money. He comes from great wealth. His father was a star NFL player and a very successful broadcaster and whatnot, so he's got a lot of money, so he can give that money away. And if other players are in the same spot, good for them. I don't give your money away. If you don't need it, give it away. That's the way to do it. Why not? Uh, but I think it's pretty, pretty clear here. We've been over this time and again. We were heading to this point, and uh, the owners, they did a cost-benefit analysis, and they determined that this was for their business. This is what needs to happen. Right? It's not exactly open-heart surgery here. They determined that this was bad for business. You can disagree with that and say they're not right. They've got more data than you have, and as a result, they changed the rules. It's not difficult here. And the other thing, the the decision, uh, I mentioned it drove a lot of media guys insane. They lost their mind. Uh, Chuck Todd, I guess he's at NBC. I don't uh, watch over there much. Uh, he said the policy, the NFL policy, quote, feels un-American. He said it feels un-American. Now, keep in mind, the NBA, and this has been talked about by many people over the last couple of years, the NBA has a policy in place that requires its employees to stand for the national anthem. The NFL policy does not. It just says if you're going to be out there, you stand up. If you don't want to stand up, hide in the locker room, and that's how you do it. Right? So that's un-American? And here's the other. LeBron James, you look at some of these stars in the NBA, these are much bigger personalities than anyone in the NFL, right? The, the NBA is all about marketing their stars. LeBron James, who's been a political operative of the Democratic Party for many years, why is he not called out, right? Why is he not out there protesting on the court social injustice before games? And that's the double standard here. And it's like, well, we're going to attack the NFL. This was actually, believe it or not, a compromise by the NFL owners. You might not like it, but compared to the NBA policy, what they've done here is said okay if you don't want to protest uh, or if you don't want to if you want to protest stay in the locker room which again those that stay in the locker room will be will be written about and talked about as protesting it's not going to go away uh, they're they're not going to hide from it and then the the last thing here the the owners what they did is they took a page from the Supreme Court right the the Supreme Court last week ruled that gambling is a state's rights issue which means if you live in the Bible Belt you're likely screwed you're not going to get a lot of gambling. If you live in a state filled with heathens, uh, you're going to get the gamble, 
Right? There's a lot of states that are lining up. They want those tax dollars. The NFL owners decided we're going to follow that model. We're going to make this a team rights issue. Right? A team rights. Each team gets to decide how they want to handle it. The owner of the Jets is all for protesting. He's offered to pay for the players who protest. He fully supports this. He's kind of asked his players to do it. Uh, in some cities, nobody cares if the players protest during the anthem. And they'll actually be celebrated in some places. I do love the fact that the 49ers didn't have the guts, the courage to vote. This entire situation was because of the incompetence of the 49er front office. If they had done something when Typhoid Mary started kneeling and they had done the right thing or when he wore the pig socks to 49er practice, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in in the NFL. I don't work for the NFL, but they wouldn't be in that spot. So the 49er ownership, they were an accomplice to these this situation. And then they didn't even have the courage to vote. They're the ones that started this, right? They were they didn't they didn't do the act, but they're the ones that that led down that path by not doing anything about it, by looking the other way. Uh like you know how Joe Paterno, right? People rip Paterno because he looked the other way. Well, the 49ers in this case look the other way. All right, here's the the Ben Maller show on Fox. We say hello in for Eddie. Gascon is this here, is David. David. Yeah, this is David Gascon from the LAPD. Ben, name. yes, Ben. Yes. Also, to add to that, too, oh, you want to touch up my work? I will. Jed yes. York actually said that the 49ers are considering stopping selling concessions during the national anthem, and said in a quote, "I don't think we should stop profiling or profiting. Excuse me, if we're going to put this type of attention and focus on the field or on the flag." End quote. So I agree. Stop selling the uh, selling uh, concessions. Those twenty dollar beers. Uh, stop doing it. Well, he take it a step further and tell the parking attendants they need to stop taking any money for parking. I would agree with that. I think they should not take parking. I, 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 they should put a complete stop to all of that. Absolutely. I did see some people pointing. Well, people, the fans. Why don't they? Uh, you know, the, some fans act like knuckleheads during the national anthem, which is totally true. I don't disagree with that at all. Here's the difference, though. They're not. They're paying to be there. The, t- the people that work for the NFL are employees of the NFL. There's a slight difference there, I think. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Have you ever protested during work? Uh, every day I protest. Every day. No, not, not bitch about your staff. Oh, okay. I mean, protest okay. about. Uh, protest. No, I don't think I have. What should I protest? What would you like me to f- protest to? Um, I can name a couple things. Um <laughs> Maybe the uh, your computer. What's wrong with this? Is the finest technology from the year two thousand. All right. What about they haven't updated computers much since the year two thousand, have they? <laughs> a little bit. No, they have not. What about your cell phone? What do you got? An iPhone two? Uh, no, I got like an iPhone. A flip. Yeah, it's a flip iPhone. Yeah. Six <laughs> S or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I, I don't really care. It works. It's fine. It eat it. The battery's not as good as it used to because Apple screws with the batteries. But other than that, I'm good. I don't take you for much of a complainer anyway. Yeah, I don't complain at all. I save my complaints. I do four monologues a night. It's radiotherapy. Mm. I, I, I don't need to hire a shrink. I don't need a couch to lay down on. Uh, yeah, so I complain then, and then the rest of the time. I'm not a shrinking violet here. Well, you no. got a sleep number bed. That's why. <laughs> What's that? I said you got a sleep number bed. So uh, That is correct. Damn right about that. Recline on that. Sleepnumber.com slash Maller. Go to a sleep number store right now. Wait, do I mark that down as a? It's a half a read. Commercial. It's <laughs> okay. a half a read. By the way, we're uh, what? We're lagging on these two. By the way. Geico time. Car insurance made easy. 
15 minutes of your time saves you more and more, 15% more. And and don't mark that what, down, what Danny. A that was a sultry voice. That was that was a preview of a. Oh. That was just a. How snippet are we behind? Of I've said Geico every other word, every sentence I end with Geico. I don't even use periods. I just use Geico. On the Geico like, sheet here, how many should Rachel's singing count? For? I'm like, hey, let's talk about the Eastern Conference, Geico. What do you think? <laughs> Who's gonna win, Geico? You know, I, that's how I work. It's not that. That's that's my thing. Because Eddie ad libs some of them when he oh. brings us back. Does oh, he? So you're, yeah. What, what and, you're doing is you're throwing your teammate under the no, team no, no, bus. No, 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 no. Because no, the last time Gascon came in here when we paused for the cause, I I reminded him to yeah. ad lib some. No, of you informed me because it wasn't written on any kind of script. Right, right. That's why I said Eddie ad libs. Eddie's him. name is right here, though. It's not mine, so it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing about Gascon, he does not know how to improvise. There's no, there's no improv. That's not true. Yeah. That's that's false. No, that that is absolutely true. No, I'm. I do a lot of great things in and out of the pocket. All right. If you want to be part, I'll give out the number again, and you can be part of this. You want to comment on what we just talked about or anything else? Eight seven seven nine. What are you laughing at? I just can't wait to hear his acting coming up. Yeah. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine, and we'll take your phone calls. Also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. I can't wait till Gascon does Puck the World. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be fun. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Also, this is good. Hit the snooze alarm. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia springboard on the social network. At Ben Maller Shows on Facebook, where you can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and much, much more. Now back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I'm not attracted to women. Here's Ben Maller. Other than my wife. That's the end of that. It was edited audio, clearly. The Anthem conversation had a very hearty chatter, chit-chat about the Anthem. Uh, Gascon's going to do Puck the World here in a little bit, which is going to be very interesting. Uh, our friend Eddie is the way we wish uh, Eddie the best there. He's going through a tough time right now. More on that uh, uh, at another point. At another point. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll take care of that at another time. Let's go to the phones, though, right now. Art is in Fresno. Speaking of uh, our friend Eddie, that's his uh, hometown, Fresno, California. What's going on, Art? Hey, Ben. Uh, Fresno State graduate. Say, Eddie Garcia. Say, Bulldog. Oh. Anyway. Good, good, uh, good, ben, li- good, uh, good listening, Art. Yeah, yeah. Thank you too, Ben. I have to disagree with you. You know, uh, <laughs> the football players, as far as kneeling, whatever they should do, they are quashing people's right to protest police brutality. No, they're not. Matter, no, they're not. Just, they can protest yes, all they is. want on yes, their on their are. free time. They're working. That's they're the on the job. They're on the job. Stupid. You don't get to protest don't at call, work. Don't call me stupid. Well, when I'm, you say I'm, a stupid thing, when you say a stupid thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you stupid. Well, apparently, apparently you're stupid because you're. Part oh, why? Of the, don't the call me regime. stupid. I don't like you yeah, calling you me, call stupid. me stupid. Too. You well, call, call me, me stupid. How dare you, moron? Uh, you're, you're, I'll call you a moron. How about that? You piece of crap. You want to go down that road? I'll go down that road. Well, that went with pretty well. I thought that was a good conversation. If you're not bright enough, you're that uneducated, you don't know the difference between you have a job and you don't have a job. I come, I come here, there are things I would like to do that I cannot do. You know why? There are rules and regulations that go with the job. That's how it works as an adult. 
And if you can't handle that, then that's more about you than anything else. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Dustin in North Carolina. What's going on, Dustin? Hey, um, I was wanting to talk about uh, Game 6 and Game 7. Do you think that Adam Silver is going to call down to the refs to get the Celtics in early foul trouble just to give the Cavaliers a little bit of a lead because, God forbid, LeBron's not in every finals from here to the yeah. end of time. All right, hold on, hold on a second. Let me get, let me get my uh, tinfoil hat on. All right, hold on a sec. Uh, you don't have to, see, you don't have to worry about Game 6. Game 6 you have nothing to worry about because the Celtics are terrible on the road. So unless yeah. they somehow find a pair, uh, they're not going to win that game. So what you're really talking about is Game 7 and some <clears throat> phantom fouls on – Jason Tatum in the first two minutes or the you know, for end of the first quarter and Tatum and Jalen Brown each have two fouls, something like that. Uh, would I put it past the NBA? No. Have they done things like this in the past? Yes, these conspiracy theories. The reason they're talked about is because these things have happened. Shout out to Tim Donahue. Uh, but I don't think it's going to matter. The, the, the Celtics will win game seven at home. They're going to the NBA finals, and the NBA will market the hell out of Jason Tatum uh, and he's going to be the next big thing in the NBA, and they'll use the final platform to market Tatum. All right. Uh, no. Thank thank you. And that's not the answer you wanted, Dustin. You were, <laughs> you were hoping for something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still know that the Cavs are going to win game seven because, of, like you said, some phantom fouls. That's uh, incorrect. Uh, the J.R. Smith is so bad. Even if, if three of the Celtics were in foul trouble, the way J.R. Smith has played in Boston, it wouldn't matter. All right. Uh, thanks for the call. Now, this is one of my favorite stories of the day. So Wednesday afternoon, the, the St. Louis Cardinals were playing the Kansas City Royals. These play, teams played you know, before we were all alive in the World Series. But the Cardinals and Royals are going at it. And Marcel Ozuna was scratched from the starting lineup for the Cardinals. People said, what, what's going on? People were like, well, maybe he's hurt. What's going on? Uh, did he get traded? He just got traded to the Cardinals. Well, it turns out the Cardinals could not reach Marcel Ozuna. They were in a panic. Where is Marcelo Zoon? Couldn't find. Well, they had to send somebody to the apartment that Marcel Ozuna is renting out in St. Louis, and they woke him up. He had overslept and missed, by the time he got to Bush Stadium, he missed the start of the game. He was supposed to be in the starting lineup for the Cardinals, uh, and he overslept. And uh, I'm assuming one of the reasons he overslept is because he probably does not have the right bed. Uh, if you have the right bed, uh, and I, I believe that's a sleep number bed, you're, you're more likely than not going to oversleep, right? Because you, you, you feel more rested. You feel more comfortable. At least I do. I can only speak for myself. I love sleep number. You likely heard me, maybe not, uh, about, talk about the amazing sleep number 360 smart beds. They're so smart, they respond to your every movement and automatically adjust you. Now, the great news is their latest smart beds are even more comfortably priced during their semi-annual sale going on now. And uh, we point out if you're in a relationship, if you're in a new relationship, or even an old one, and you've got a disagreement. So let's say you like a firmer mattress and your partner likes one that's a little less firm, a little soft. Uh, the Sleep Number Bed allows you to choose what you want on your side, and your partner can choose what they want. So it's just right for both of you, and you can actually feel... The bed adjusts to your body, to your neck, your shoulder, all those pressure points, your back, you got bad hips. It relieves the pressure points 
uh, if you've got a real job. You know, I, I do radio, as I said. This is not a real job. I talk. You know, a real job is where you got to you know, drive a truck and take stuff off the truck and on the truck, or you work in construction, or you're, you're doing those kind of jobs. You're working in a, in a factory. Those are real jobs. You, you likely feel the effects after a number of years. The sleep number bed will help. My setting is 50. You don't know what yours is, but you'll find out soon enough. Come in now during the semi-annual sale to see the latest Sleep Number 360 smart beds with special Memorial Day savings up to $700. There are more than 550 of these Sleep Number stores. Visit sleepnumber.com slash Maller. That's M-A-L-L-E-R to find the store near you. And we will get to Factor Fiction in a a couple minutes. We've got that. Gascon's going to dazzle you with Puck the World, uh, and he's also going to dazzle you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did I say that? Geico, Geico, Geico? You did. I said Geico, yes? I don't know if you got enough of that oh. in, though. Yeah. My my firstborn will be Geico. <laughs> yeah. My next dog will be named Geico. I'm not kidding. I'm going to name my dad. De- when, when Bella moves to the big doggy in the that sky. That dog's licked that whole thing. Next dog's Geico. <laughs> Am I good, Danny? Give him a thumbs up. But then you'd be like, Geico, get your ass off the dinner table. Good point. Get off his sleep number bed. Yeah. Cavaliers and Celtics in game number five. Well, it didn't disappoint for the home team. Celtics got it done again, 96 to 83. They led at the end of the first quarter, 32 to 19. And despite the fact that they shot 37% from the field, they got the job done. On the losing side, here's head coach Ty Lue. We know how we want to play against them. I think we um we understand what the um what we want to do, how we want to do it, offensively and defensively. Now we just got to come in and execute. So we found a few things, so we just got to do a better job of just carrying it over onto the road. Let's see what happens on Friday night from Cleveland as this series right now goes to the Celtics three games to two. Meanwhile, in the National Hockey League, Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals are heading to Sin City for game one of the Stanley Cup final on Monday night. Ovechkin had a goal, the game-winning goal, a minute, two seconds into the contest, and game seven went to the Capitals 4 nothing. Braden Holtby has a shutout streak of just under 160 minutes of play. In Major League Baseball, Yankees got dropped by the Rangers 12-10. Yankees led 10-5 midway through this ballgame. CeCe Sabathia didn't last five, just four and one-thirds innings. Kept seven earned runs off of six hits. Justin Verlander was strong for six. Astros beat the Giants 4-1. Verlander had nine strikeouts in the victory. Dodgers now within three and a half games of the lead in the National League West. Despite the fact they're five games under 500, they beat the Colorado Rockies three to nothing. And let me point out that we talked about Marcelo Zuna yes. hitting the snooze alarm and you know, missing the start of the Cardinals game. Yes. He's on pace to hit 10 home runs this year. He was a – wasn't he a great home run hitter for the Miami Marlins last he, he year? Was. A bunch of home runs. Didn't – he had 37 home runs last year. He's on pace to hit 10 this year with Did, the Cardinals. Didn't the Didi, Cardinals. Yeah, Didi Gregarious had like 10 the first month. Oh, yeah. The Yankees. Have you seen his fall the last? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. I mean, they wanted to have a, another statue. They want to put him in Monument Park the first month of the baseball season in New York. And and now they're like, well, he, are we even going to keep him as a Yankee? There are people asking questions. He's been so bad. How bad has he been? The last month, D.D. Gregorius is hitting 131. <laughs> the man, I'm not, he's hitting a buck 31. Damn, you brutal. could hit a buck 31. I'd hit better than a buck not 31. Not Bakersfield. You, 
Oh, shut up. I own Bakersfield. I shut that stadium down is what I did. But I will say Stanton's woken up. I mean, he's batting well over 200 now. He's at 262, and yeah. for a long time he was batting like but 200. You'd agree that J.D. Martinez of my Red Sox Man, is better. He's been lights out. Yeah, Doing great. All right. Uh, we are hanging out here. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Geico, Geico, Geico. Uh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit the aforementioned Geico. Come. So it's hockey season, and our, our friend Eddie's not here. But time now for Puck the World with Mr. Hockey. He doesn't even know what shape a hockey puck is. Yes, God. It's round like a puck. Anyways, in honor of our good friend Eddie Garcia, who is out tonight, I will do my best. Alexander Ovechkin, Washington Capitals, returning the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1998. It's the first time ever in Ovechkin's career, so he was caught up with tons of emotions after Game 7. I'm not going to shut down yet, you know, like what I mean? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a kind of emotion right now. It's hard to explain, but uh, I think we've been waiting this moment for a long time, and uh, we understand uh, what's, what does it have to take to be in the final, and uh, you can see the effort right now. Yeah, last time. Hey, hey, hold Kess, on a second. What? I just want to touch that. Now, th- there were many people that were saying, hey, you got to blow the Capitals up, right? Hit the reset button. What? Sanitize. Because they kept losing in the playoffs. And they didn't do it. I just use that as a point of reference because you know, I, I might be having some issues. You know, the Clippers hit the blow-up button. Yeah. And I, I advised them not to do that. They did. Uh, and the, the Capitals didn't, to their credit, and now they're – Four wins away from winning the championship. Yeah, but the so odds on favorite, though, to win the cup is the Vegas Golden Knights, even an expansion no, team. But I'm, five I, to eight. All right, but I'm telling you, the point is that they didn't destroy the team, yes. and now they're in the Stanley Cup final. So that's proof you don't have to do it. Now, that being said, if I'm the Toronto Raptors, I destroy the team. <laughs> okay? Because yeah. well, they don't have an elite player. Did you really compare the Clippers to the Capitals? Oh, of course. Why? Well, the, well both championship <laughs> teams. Well, the Clippers had one elite player, and that was Chris Paul. No, I think correct. He's a, he was a fraud. You know that. That guy was a choke artist in big games. It's not what you said when he was missed, on the Clippers. Missed shots. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and now that his body of work is done, he's past his prime. You just wait. You just wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit there and laugh. Anyways, Capitals are five to eight underdogs right now in Sin City. Game number one is going to be on Monday night. Ovechkin right now is second in the points column when it comes to points in the NHL postseason with 22. Evgeny Kuznetsov has 24. Spell that. Who? K-U-Z-N-E-T-S-O-V. Got it. You're cheating. Got it! You know why Vegas is favored, by the way? The Vegas flu, yes. Nobody can win in Cincinnati. They're at home. Yeah. Well, of course. That doesn't matter. Well, the road teams have been playing better on the road this postseason. Have you been to the T-Mobile Arena, Ben? Uh, no, I've been by it, so I've never been inside. You? Yes, I have. I actually yeah. went to games one and two against the Kings when they got their ass well, kicked. Why aren't you special? Well, I, I did the yeah. Ben Maller special. I asked for a freebie. Oh, you had a media pass? I did. Yeah. I did. No, but they, I, I they love Vegas, the, but uh, I don't go to Vegas to watch sports. I go to Vegas to gamble. But soon I won't have to go to Vegas wait, to gamble because i Do you I'll... gamble on sports? Yeah, of course I gamble on sports. Well, so yeah. then you go there for sports. Yeah, but I'm saying soon I won't have to do that. No. Right. Are you done? Yeah. I guess. I mean, it really didn't I mean, do much because you, you bled all over it. But blow out our eardrums. I mean, I'd give you Sorry. like a, I'd give you like a uh, D on this performance. You get like a D minus. Really? On this Why? Performance. Yeah. Hey Ben, how deaf are you? I listen to my headphones loud too, but his screaming didn't hurt your ears. When he talks, I tune him out. I don't listen. <laughs> I, you listen to him? No. It's... I haven't heard a word he said the entire show. How could you not hear him screaming though during that? I, I just, I don't listen. Coop listens. 
I don't understand how either of you have your headphone volumes up as high as you do. It's insane to me. Are you talking to me? I, I'm talking about <laughs> Danny, but mostly Ben. Like oh, yeah. you have- Ben's are twice as loud yeah, as mine. Yeah, because you can hear it during the podcast. Like when Danny talks to him, it's like old man earphones are like bled if all the, over the if microphone. If the door to the studio was open, you'd be able to hear it in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's true. You're just jealous of my superpower hearing that I have here. <laughs> I have a trained broadcaster's ear, and I must hear certain tones of my voice that I can only hear when my headphones are at the highest possible level. You you, bl- you, bl- you blame the headphone jack for blowing out your headphones, but it's because you turned the volume up well, to like 200. I need, no, I need them that high. No, I need them that high to do the show properly. I need them that high. I've been shopping with my father for a, a hearing aid because he needs one. And uh, so I know how much they and cost. And you will need one soon. Well, yeah, so I'm going <laughs> to save up my money, and then I'll, I know how much. Hills hearing aids are expensive, by the way. You know, even at Costco, the Rolls-Royce of hearing aids at Costco, 1600 bucks. Did you know that? 1600 bucks for a hearing aid. It'll connect to your iPhone, though, for the most, uh, most expensive. I don't think there's such a thing as a cheap hearing aid. If anyone knows how to get a cheap hearing aid, contact me. Uh, my dad $1,600? Yeah. Damn. Old man talk with I'm like, Ben Malley. I'm like, Dad, I'm already working at two radio jobs. I don't know if I can do a third one. I only have so many hours. Can you, you know? hear spirits? With <laughs> I know, right? I know. I know. And the worst thing, I am Does such a- Does it come with free Pandora? I am such a terrible son, right? So I took my dad to get his hearing tested. And sure enough, we all knew he needed a hearing aid. So I'm, I'm the only son within like a thousand miles. All my brothers ran away to other states. A bunch of jerks. Yeah. So I'm, I've got to take care of dad. So I take my dad to get his hearing checked. Sure enough, terrible hearing. Needs a hearing aid. So they're like, okay, we'll let you test out the hearing aid, and you can walk around Costco for 10 minutes. So for 10 minutes, my dad could hear well like he was 20 years old, right? And at the end of the 10 minutes, he had to give back the hearing aid and walk out. He couldn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad, give it, give it back. We, we can't, can't, can't afford that. <laughs> oh, my God. I felt so bad. It's like, my, it's like the kid that could see, and then they take the vision away. It's like my dad could hear, and then I took his hearing away from him. And I was, oh, I'm so bad. It's like the viral videos where the kids are crying and the yeah. parents are crying because they can see colors finally. Yeah, and then the other and nightmare. And they step on the glasses. Oh, yeah. Can't have these. No, so, and the other nightmares like i my dad's like okay i told him i said oh, i'll go on the insurance and i'll look at your insurance try to navigate these insurance websites oh my what a nightmare these things are the bureaucracy anyway i'm working that out i'm gonna get my dad hearing it at some point a fact or fiction we're gonna get to that and we will do it next did that really just happen the ben maller show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed and now you can, thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download fine podcasts. That includes iHeart and also iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys nuts. Now back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. She's got the cleanest ass in baseball. Here's Ben Maller. couple of quick things before we get into Factor Fiction. One... There was a baseball player suspended 80 days for cheating, PEDs. No one talked about it. Wellington Castillo, uh, who's bounced around as a catcher. His nickname is Beef, and he got busted for uh, for PEDs. For, he's Who? Out, he's, Wellington Castillo with the White Sox. He's out 80 games. Never heard of him. And we have not mentioned, we probably should have talked about it earlier here, Reuben Foster, who was supposedly on his deathbed in the NFL. He won big in court. Both counts, one and two, dropped. Those were the felony charges that were going to send him away for a while. 
And count three, that's the weapons charge reduced. It's a misdeme- misdemeanor count. So he's he's in good shape. Are we in good shape? Let's do this right now. Here we go. Please transmit immediately. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. Lies, 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 yeah. On the Ben Maller Show. Sports Due to time restraints, we move ahead in the broadcast. Let's welcome in our celebrity judges. We have the best and the brightest from around the country. We say hello to the power couple, Leslie and Jack the Judge. Hello, Leslie. Hey, Ben. How are you? If I was any better, I would be a calf, but not a Cleveland calf because they're on the brink of losing. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Everything good with you? Yes? Don't talk to us about losing. Oh, did you lose? Oh, the lightning. That's lightning. right. Oh, yeah. Sad, sad. Yeah. It's all right. You'll be okay. You got the raise, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> exactly. Nothing to worry about. Uh, hold on a sec. Uh, Leslie, we've got Blind Scott who's going to play. Hello, Blind Scott. Hey, what's happening? Yeah, we crushed Cleveland last night. Hey, we need more blind people that work in radio. I can't think of any blind radio hosts. That's why I call all these stations. I'm breaking through Mike Frances's team there. I've been on hold the past couple of days. I'm warming them up. I'll be on there today and tomorrow. You know, yeah. I'll, to, I'll bring you up. You know, yeah, bring my bring me up. I want to see because I, I know our friend uh, Funhouse will will send me the audio on that. Yeah, all right. Uh, thank you. Hold on a second, Blind Scott. Jed, who fled? Hello, Jed. Hey, I slept in seven different beds across the southern United States the last thirteen days. And the rest I got when I pretended to have a sleep number bed was legendary, so I can't even begin to fathom what it must be like to actually have one. Yeah, once you get that real sleep number bed, that'll be that'll be the real the big thing. Justin in Cincinnati. Hello, Justin. Ben, I'm sorry you have to put up with gag on tonight. Yeah, so am I. Uh, angry Bill. Good morning, Mr. Maller. All right, good morning to you. Here we go. Three stories. Here we go. Story number one. Wax is better than bronze. Uh, probably heard about the Brandy Chastain Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame story, the the plaque from hell. Uh, it has been said that the plaque looks more like Babe Ruth or Mickey Rooney. The plaque is being remade, but the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame has already been outdone. The world-famous uh, Madame Tussauds in Hollywood announced on Tuesday that they will be adding Chastain to their Wax Museum collection. Story has a happy ending. Uh, story number two, Tiger gets a new caddy. If you got enough money, you can do pretty much anything. Over the weekend at an event in Vegas, an anonymous person bid fifty grand to walk around and be Tiger Woods' toady to be his clubby at a Pro-Am event, the 2018 Hero World Challenge, whatever that is. Story number three, Superman Studios. Big news here. Big news. There was a glitch on Google that listed Shaquille O'Neal as the fifth member of NSYNC. TMZ caught up with an actual member, Lance Bass, who revealed that Shaq actually did help launch the band. They got their start in Orlando in the 90s, and apparently all of their first songs and demos were recorded at Shaquille O'Neal's house. He's responsible for NSYNC, Shaquille O'Neal. So those are the three stories. Which of these three stories is not true? You have to separate fiction from fact. And we say hello again to our celebrity judges. Hello to Leslie. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Ben. This is another tough one, but I'm going with number three. Number three, the Shaq story. Yep. I got you. All right. Have a wonderful weekend. Good holiday weekend. Be safe, Leslie. Yes, you, you. too. All right. 
Thank you. And Blind Scott, the new calmer Blind Scott, the new mellow Blind Scott, who's going to spread our word to Mike Francesa. Yeah, I go with that number two. I wish uh, we could have got Jack the judge's opinion on this flag nail, and maybe next week, you know. Yeah. Well, Jack calls in about once every four months. But Leslie does the heavy lifting. Our friend Leslie does the heavy lifting. Jed, who fled somewhere in Florida. Da Vinci with the easels, the Shack Shack diesel. He's going Shack, Shack Daddy. All right, hold on. I'm here, Jed. <laughs> what the hell was that? Justin in Cincinnati will make a Canadian joke and then maybe give an answer. In honor of how many guys Jason and Otto has been with already this morning, number three. All right. Didn't see that one coming at all. Interesting. Should we open the octagon for those two guys? Angry Bill. I'm going with number one because I can't be the same as everybody else. You sure you want to go with number one? Why don't you copy somebody else? Positive number one. Nah, you should go somewhere. You seem like a number two guy to me. Damn it, Ben. Number one. Your calls are like number two, so you should go with number two. You go do a number two. I will be in a few minutes. Uh, all right, we don't have time to run down all the stories. The fake story, though, damn it. We got a winner. It's Angry Bill. Story number one, the uh, story about Brandy Chastain and the Wax Museum. That is the bogus what about a nine-year-old girl? I could not be more disappointed that Angry Bill won. Can we can we have a do-over? Can we pretend that story number three was the fake story? I don't want to. There's no way to end a show with Angry Bill winning. That's all that's wrong. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.